guys and welcome back to beyond the void horror podcast (laughs) werewolf's got some gusto with the podcast he's batman i'm batman guys it's thursday patrick and warble and i are back for a brand new episode for thursday today we're going to be talking about the evil dead the original one with bruce campbell that started it all and we're also going to be talking about the fede alvarez remake reboot from 2013 and uh, we're going to compare the two at the very end so you're going to want to stick around and see which one we prefer the most but i think uh, as you listen you'll probably figure out why we like one over the other but we'll kind of give our reasons as to why we prefer one over the other and you may be surprised we've got one person who is a big fan of horror movies another person who's a big fan of horror movies and warble who is kind of new to horror movies in a way don't give a fuck about horror movies he never actually got to see the original evil dead so this is the first time he's ever watched yeah it. so we're gonna get a whole new perspective from somebody who has never liked any horror movies so i think we're gonna cover a wide spectrum of opinions in my opinion <laughs> opinion opinion doctor opinion doctor opinion doctor doctor <laughs> but i hope the whole week has been great for you guys uh as you already may know we will not be back this next week so we hope that you guys have an amazing fucking halloween right and just maintain that erection till we come back yeah come back and come Hmm. yeah (laughs) i don't know what we're saying (laughs) we're talking about full-fledged hard-ons yeah hard-ons that you can bend steel with so we may actually have a episode i don't know we'll see i just want to see how it goes i really i honestly need a fucking break yeah because i just go and go and go and go you really do I'm doing streaming, I'm doing fucking editing, I'm doing All our podcast. friends on Xbox Live are like, where's Alex? Where's Alex? Yeah, well, that's because I'm fucking doing He's all this shit. He's knee deep in the shit. Yeah. Doing it, doing it, doing it right. I do this for you guys. Will you have a selection? What? What do you mean a selection? A selection of erections. <laughs> it's a warble's drunk. <laughs> it's inside joke. I have no idea what that is. It's the erection that you select. We're drinking a little bit of Evan Williams with uh, Pepsi, Crystal Pepsi, Ooh, which is interesting. A little bit. Flashback um, to the 90s there. But guys, let's go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes right now. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with The Evil Dead v. Evil Dead right now.
guys, we're back. And if you wondered which is the better Evil Dead, the Evil Dead or Evil Dead, you're going to want to listen closely. Because this is definitive. No matter what your opinions are, this is the answer. Yeah, this is the end-all, be-all. Yeah, we are gods. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, everybody just get on your knees. Just kidding. <laughs> everybody has an opinion about the new one and the and the original just one. Just like an asshole. Everybody got one. Well, everyone has an opinion. So, obviously, we're going to go in chronological order. So, we're going to kick it off with the original Evil Dead. Ready to go. The Evil Dead. First off, we got The Evil Dead... It came out in 1981. That's the year I was born. Was it? Where are you born in 81? I was born in 81. Oh, 83. Oh, he's such a baby. I'm a baby. A little baby. So, The Evil Dead came out in 1981. The story is, five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh-possessing demons. Wah, 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 wah. So, uh, that's the official storyline. Prologue, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to call it. It was directed by and written, by the way, by Sam Raimi, who also did the movie Darkman, Quick and the Dead, Drag Me to Hell, Spider-Man 1 through 3 with Tobey Maguire. And don't forget about, what was it called? The prequel to Evil Dead, the Within the Woods. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't really consider that. It was the birth of Evil Dead. That was his first directorial debut. Right. That was the, the film that he made that shop around. And we'll get in it. We'll yeah, get into it, that. We'll get into that. You two got far too much free time. <laughs> <laughs> Do something important in your life and fucking cure cancer and shit. But no, we're going to find out what movies people did. Yeah, it's important. Um, it was Wasted. produced by Rob Tappert, who also produced Crime Wave, Evil Dead 2. Lunatics, A Love Story, Hard Target, and many, many more. He even did the new Evil Dead, the, the remake. Damme, is that the Van Damme film? Hard Target. Yes, that that's the one. Epic. It's a good movie, actually. Yeah. I love it. The music was done by Joe LaDuca, which he did a pretty phenomenal job. Yeah, very atmospheric. The makeup effects, the practical effects in the first Evil Dead were done by Tom Sullivan, who is quite amazing. For what he did in 1981. With such a little budget at that. Right. How much was the movie, you told me this earlier, how much was the movie made on? 90000 Right. And you know they were trying to get to about 150000 Right. But if they didn't hit 90000 they weren't going to be, they would have to refund everybody that invested in the movie. Really? That was the clause that they had. I didn't know that. Wow. So the Evil Dead that was made in 1981 was kind of like a sequel slash remake of their Within the Woods movie. Within the Woods, yeah. Which is, by some people, they call it Evil Dead Zero. You can find it if you really want to find it somewhere online. I won't say how. Right. But it really, The Evil Within was technically a movie that was done by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and Rob Tappert as a way to kind of do a pilot for a show. You know, when you watch a TV show, they always have a pilot, and they're right. like, well, this Just is the concept. Just to give you the basis of right. What, right. This is the sandbox you're going to be playing in. Right. This is what we can do. These are the chops that we got. This is what we're trying to do with it. So they, they learn from The Evil Within as a college sort of within thing. Within the woods. Within the woods f- to make this movie. So now, Warble has never seen this movie until... Which this movie was also originally titled The Book of the Dead. Yes, well, we'll get into that more. Right. But Warble has never seen this movie. This is his first time actually ever traipsing through the original Evil Dead. So I want to know what you think about this movie without spoiling the other movie or comparing the other movie. Well, obviously, it, it, it aged... 
okay, I guess. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean the Muppets and horror like blended together. So what happened? You think it's like a comedy sort of thing? Is what you're saying? It, it seemed a bit comedy. To okay. Me. Um. It was fun, though. I yeah? enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, why did you like it? Like, what do you it, think about there it? There wasn't that... much horror going on. You don't think? No, I was never horrified by it. Well, and you also have to remember it's the 80s. So, you know, like, while they did try not, to take things serious. Not only the 80s, but the very beginnings of the 80s. It was 81. Right. And, I mean, technically, this is a story that was an idea that was, like, in the 79 area. Right, where they flushed it out. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about it? Like, what were your first impressions about this movie in particular? Not comparing it, it was different. That's all I've got. <laughs> it, 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 it was different. It was different. Did you like that it was gory? Did you like that it was? Was it gory? Absolutely. Yeah, one, I think it was pretty gory. It's pretty sadistic if you think about it. Yeah. The first one wasn't gory, in, in, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't realistic gory, but it was gory. Yeah, there was just funny things going off in the, in the background. Did you find it original? Like, do you, do you, can you compare that movie to anything else? No, it did seem like, yeah, pretty pretty much original. It was all on its own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to lead you. I'm just no, curious. No, there, there, I want to know. There was bits that I, I did like, but it was more because it was, it was funny. Like, they were, like, almost trying a bit too hard. You think? A little bit like that. Yeah, all yeah, right. A bit, bit, bit try hard. Like, oh, you should be scary right now. And it's like, no, it's not. It's because you just overdid it. <laughs> <laughs> just too much. But you're not a big horror fan, so... No, I'm really not. But in the same respect, you watched a 1981 film, which is a huge horror classic, for the first time in 2017, and you actually enjoyed it. It was, it was good fun. It was good fun to watch. Okay. What about you, Patrick? Like, well, I know you've seen it before, obviously. I've but... seen it many, many, many times. It was quirky. It, it, yes. But, Does uh, it still hold up? I think it still holds up. I, I really enjoy how atmospheric it was. The music, very atmospheric film. I can't compare it to anything else. Um, and that's I think that's why I kind of like it because it was something different than everybody else was doing like slashers or fucking you know straight up possessions like The Exorcist or something like that I think I saw it like what how old was I I think I was like 15 when I first saw it so it was something very different that I've never seen before I I mean of course I've seen slashers in the woods but this took it in a whole different direction yeah it's weird because there's you know like not all society lives in the woods they don't know what you know going out to a cabin in the middle of the woods is like right which recently we just did not a cabin right no it was a cabin was there anything around it a creek so there was no other cabins near it no really interesting i actually have a picture of it i'll give it to you if you want to post it up on the the you know you want to put a link to it or whatever but yeah it almost looks exactly like the evil dead cabin Okay. But it's it's literally one room and a kitchen. So it had a swing on the porch? No swing. Okay. <laughs> but it was all made like, you know, the porch. The porch was actually made from branches, from trees and shit. Okay. It, it looked very Evil Dead-ish. Okay. What about you, Warble? Did you did you feel uncomfortable there? Did you ever go out in the middle of the woods by yourself? Oh, camping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a story behind that. Because, yeah, it got pretty cold. And earlier than that, I thought it was, it was, it was pretty warm during the day. Okay. In Arizona, isn't it? It's pretty warm. So I think, yeah, pretty I'm, much. I'm going to get in the tent. I'm going to strip off. So I'll strip down, down to pretty much nothing. Jump in my little sleeping bag. Think, yeah, I'm good now. I'm pretty good now. So I'll get in there in the sleeping bag. I wake up an hour later freezing my fucking tits yeah, off. Yeah, it gets cold here, man. Fucking, I was dying. Common misconception. The, the worst thing was I was dying for a piss. So I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, what? What time is it? Have I got enough time? Didn't I warn you about in? that? I told you you should and have pissed before you went to bed. It was fucking half past two in the morning. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to make it till like eight, nine o'clock, am I? So you have to piss. So 
I get out of the tent, freezing my fucking tits off, and my little fucking light on my phone lighting the way. Yeah, there we go. Taking a piss in the woods. Looking around, you know, a little, a little bit drunk by now. Looking around, there's, there's like stuff and sounds going off and little rustles here and there. But yeah, but yeah, pissed in the, uh, the stream, then went back in the tent. It's all good. Did it make you uneasy just to go pee a little bit? Oh, well, well not, not really. We're I not going to take your man card away or anything, dude. No, I didn't take the gun with me. So that shows you how much hardcore I was. I could have taken the, the pistol with me and gone to take a piss, but I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I needed to take the gun with me. But when you were out there by yourself. I was like, what the fuck's that? Did your brain start to wander? <laughs> I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? There's See, a, there's a little blue and, and that's me. what's interesting what about that? this movie in a way, because even though that perhaps maybe you've never been in a cabin experience in the middle of nowhere, but it's like, it's so far out in the middle of nowhere, you kind of wonder like what could happen. So you're like, mind starts playing a little bit of tricks well, on you. Well, another thing about this cabin is it's in a valley and even just taking the trail to get down to the cabin, once you're like actually actually in the camp area but getting down to the cabin still like another hour you're secluded I mean, did you go over a bridge uh, there was a bridge well we had a many on the way there we drove yeah. many bridges on the way there yeah you are so. secluded there's no reception you can't get no there's no signal you phone you nothing you're completely cut off on the outside when you world. tried to go back was the bridge closed off <laughs> um <laughs> I'm no, just, it, just saying. It, it was very much um, open. Okay. Well, my thoughts on this movie in particular is I, I feel like this is probably one of the all-time classic horror movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in the woods, period. Um, it inspired so many different people who are directors to this day. It inspired people who, I mean, this is a movie that everybody looks to and goes, wow, this is really original. Oh, for sure. Like, even, like, I'm sorry to, to be, you know. No, you're good. But even, like, his sound clips that he made of the evil sure. are used in new horror movies to this day. Yeah, because like people want to pay homage a little right. bit. Well, so used, there was some like quite recognizable, recognizable sounds I've heard. And yeah, like like, that, like, like the wind ticket, sound ticket, that they use. Ticket, 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 ticket noise going on. At the time, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was a necessarily a micro budget, but it was a smaller budget. I mean, ninety thousand yeah. dollars is not a lot. And they had to put some footwork in to get this out. One of the things I really loved about this movie is Sam Raimi's camera work and the sound design that made this film pretty much a pioneer. Oh yeah, in the horror genre. Well, they were the first one to come up with a steady cam the way they did. Well, he made the camera kind of be like a character. Yeah, like an NT all on its own. Right. right. And, you know, some like nowadays, like I've, I've, I have a couple of friends that make movies or shorts or whatever. And a lot of the problem that they come across is everybody's trying to like do their part, you know, like they want to show and they want to shine so that they can get jobs in the future but sometimes a director has these ideas that they want to get out and some people think oh well these are too much this is too much of a big idea nobody withheld they were like this is your vision you've written it you've written you know like everything was lined out they had legal paperwork for everything and he just fucking did some of these crazy camera work things that have never been done in any other film which is that's why i consider it to be a pioneering film for, you know, a movie, period. Right. Just in general, a lot of the stuff that they did, they made it a character, the the, the the evil that was lurking and looming outside. Almost like, I wouldn't say like breaking the third wall, but almost like that, where it actually made you feel like you're looking through the evil's eyes. It made it feel like there was more to the, to the story than just the story. Right. Like there was another layer. I was just watching the fucking Muppets. 
<laughs> to me though man i really love it i think that the music score i think the sound engineering for this movie was like spot on like i feel for its time especially because if you look at other movies compared to this time like they really create an atmosphere with the camera work the music it all works kind of together in the in the same way and bruce campbell obviously stars in this movie that's ash yes ashley yes yeah ashley. and, he, and he's one of the well, well they call him Ash, but his name's Ashley. Yeah, he's one of the biggest, uh, you know, horror heroes. Icons, yeah. Horror icons that you can think of. Not necessarily because of his, like, spot-on acting. Like, he even considers it to be overacting. Right. Oh, shit, yeah. But in the same respect, like, because he overacts, he creates his own style. And I don't think that style really came to fruition until part two. Yeah. As a character. Like, the character really came to fruition to me in part two. But... This is what gave him his start. This is what made him probably get typecasted a lot also. So it kind of worked against him in a lot of ways. I mean, he's made two sequels, a prequel, and a TV show with three seasons already because of it. Well, don't forget about his part in Xena. Well, no, but I'm just saying as far as Evil Dead goes. Right. So it is a beloved franchise. And when you think of franchises, I don't know why I don't really consider the Evil Dead franchise a franchise. When it really is. Yeah, because, I mean, just because Halloween has seven or eight or nine or whatever movies and Jason does too, doesn't mean that this isn't a franchise. This is a franchise. Yeah, for sure. Because they have a TV show, for Christ's sake. And Jason had a TV show, but it wasn't even about Jason. Well, so, so did Freddy Cougar. Right. I see what you mean. But yeah, but it was Freddy's Nightmares. Right. Well, it was like a Twilight Zone, but for horror. I'll stick to the script. Come on. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Deviate. I'm, I'm... One thing I will say about this movie is I don't think that there's one strong point in the whole movie. I think it all just kind of worked together it simultaneously. Builds, yeah. It just builds. Well, and it's builds not even about the build. I just feel like, you know, there's acting, which was whatever. Uh, there's the camera work, which is really great. But I feel like if it wasn't for the, the semi bad acting and the semi whatever, it all pretty much propped itself up. Like every piece of it kind of made it a big deal. The gore was really good. The acting was decent. Uh, the story was unique. The ideas in the story were really unique. The camera work, the sounds, it pretty much just all worked together. So you kind of have, even if you don't like this one as your favorite one out of the franchise, you still kind of have to appreciate it because what it did at the time was so different than everything else. Plus, it also promotes drunk driving, <laughs> domestic abuse. <No. laughs> so that's pretty cool. Oh man, that was a favorite. Can we get away with this? That was a favorite of mine. That bit, it was. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because like right in the beginning of the movie, no, there's a bit halfway through that I thought was amazing. What? Go ahead. With tell me. Abuse. We just she's in the doorway. She's all laughing, and he just starts beating her. Oh, <laughs> I thought, oh right, here we go. Yeah. I was thinking about. She was just laughing. Oh, she was just sat there laughing. I mean, it was all sat there. She was sat there laughing. Well, just... do you remember when they were sitting by the fire in the beginning of the movie when they first the first night that they show up and she says something to Scott, the blonde haired guy, and he's like, uh, "You better shut your mouth or I'll hit you." Oh, dude! Even the other part where she's like an animal. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and then he said, I'll fucking hit you. Oh, did he or say something? it right it, to that? It was like, I was around that. I don't remember what she said. Right. But I remember that. Plus, when they're in the car, when they're driving in the very beginning of the movie, and the chick's singing the song, um, you see him holding a, a jar, a mason jar. Of moonshine. Of moonshine. Yeah. Which I'm sure was just water. Right. But it was like, hey, drinking and driving is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's careen into a fucking family. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, and seriously, though, I mean, I just thought it was a different time. So I was like trying to point that out. But uh, anything else you guys want to add to that? No. I mean, were you surprised that you liked this, Warble? I'd seen a little snippet of it before. It was the tree bit. I've seen the tree bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tree bit. I'm sure we'll get to that. We'll, yeah, we'll we definitely right. the tree bit. So that was always fun. But I've not seen the whole thing. Yeah. The tree was not a gentleman on that occasion. <laughs> I can assure you that. <laughs> it, it, what, he did. He did do a gentleman. It was inch by inch, just like a gentleman. Oh, the tree. The tree. Bad, bad it's tree. bad. He a little bit it, bad. It wasn't inch But by inch. if we don't traipse into the bad, then what are we doing here? We could harpoon yeah. the fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking gentleman conduct going on there. But like, <laughs> what I was trying to, to say before we trailed off, but this is the first movie that I watched with my wife. Really? Yeah, I asked her the first time she came over to my house. I was like, "Have you seen Evil Dead?" She said no, and I was like, "Well, well, you're not going to be my girlfriend until you do." Uh, right, and yeah. that's the first thing we did. The first night we ever hung out together. Did you actually watch it, or did you just start banging? No, I was a gentleman. We actually you know, we didn't bang for a while. So he he made her a it's sandwich. It's funny because she actually mentioned this to me. Was it earlier or yesterday? It, it was a couple days. She ago. wasn't actually that impressed that she'd actually made made you know her watch it. Really? She wasn't impressed at all. No. She didn't like it? No. You must have been really good at something else. I could tell you. But Don't I'm, do that. I'm a gentleman. All right, come that. on now. I'm a gentleman. So she didn't like the movie, though? Movie no, film? she liked the movie. Okay. Yeah, she she thought it was, like, like we said, she definitely thought it was unique. She never saw anything like that before. But, you know, she could have just been placating to me. Right. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I got to tell him I like it, so right. stick around. Yeah. But uh, it, I, it was the first movie, and after that, it, she stuck around. So I was like, "All right, she obviously knows the, my extent of weirdness. Maybe not the full extent." But yeah, I was gonna say that's a, a pretty mainstream, right? Just a little bit of a taste of what I was into, which is interesting to me because, like, in a lot of ways, Evil Dead is a mainstream movie, right? To most people, like they they kind of consider it like a classic, and but the stuff that happens in the movie is actually not very mainstream at all. No. No. But it is considered a classic, and so people kind of like, uh, oh, well, that's what horror movies are supposed to be like. But they do some pretty fucked up, sadistic shit in it. Yeah, when they set out to make this movie, they were trying to make it better than everybody at that time. Right. Going farther and pushing the line. Yeah, no, I agree. Probably I lean a little bit more towards Evil Dead 2, just because it's a little bit more polished, I think. Yeah, but the thing I like about Evil Dead 1 is, like I was saying before... It's, like, it's more serious. Well, not only that, this, the atmosphere they add to this film right. just made it that much more creepier to me. It wasn't... Yeah, it took itself a little bit more serious than any of the other franchises. For sure. It got progressively silly Yeah, as it goes uh, on. When it gets to Army of Darkness, it's like this threw the horror out the window. Right. Well, and a lot of people I know actually prefer Army of Darkness. Which is weird because I'm like, do you like horror? <laughs> That's not fair. It is. It depends when you grew up. Nostalgia's a motherfucker, dude. It is, but when you look at Army of Darkness, there's really not 
a lot of serious horror tones in that movie. I remember when I saw the first Evil Dead, it scared the piss out of me. And when I watched part two, I felt a little more comfortable with it. Well, I actually, I saw Evil Dead 2 even before I saw Evil Dead 1. Really? Oh, so okay. when I saw Evil Dead 1, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say, I, not that I didn't think about, uh, you know, that way about Evil Dead 2, but they were, like I said, it was something about the atmosphere that they added to that movie that just seemed a little bit more sinister. Okay. A little bit more. Uh, I agree. I mean, it, that is one of the, like, stronger points of the original. Um, like you had mentioned before, the original movie was called The Book of the Dead which was the original title, because apparently Sam Raimi was studying ancient uh, history. Right. And he was talking about the the Book of the Dead. Right. Or he was reading about it, and he, for whatever reason, that name stuck with him, so the original title was going to be called The Book of the Dead. But they also had another name for it, because the producers wanted to change it, so they were going to call it House of the Dead, believe it or not. Which it wasn't a house. I, but... That's what they wanted to call it because right. they thought, you know, like this may sell it better. I don't know. But it was distributed internationally first before it actually had domestic distribution. Well, it came out in the UK first, right? I It just came out internationally, period. They were trying to, I think it was at the time, it was either New Line or Dimension. had. Ex- this is when they were underground, just before they were big. Right. They had said, you know, maybe you should push it out internationally and maybe we'll get some domestic distribution because of it. So they did that. They distributed it out internationally. And if it wasn't for the international distribution, they this movie wouldn't have existed. And New Line did that? I think they talked about Dimension and New Line, so I got a little confused as to what which one was the one that helped them. The original Frontier, yeah. Right. But both of them were pretty small at that time. They weren't major. You know, New Line was nowhere near what it is today. Yeah, this is before Halloween. or Technically, New Line owns the Evil Dead franchise at the time, I guess. They bought it. And then Bruce Campbell, Rob Tappert, and Sam Raimi owned the video distribution as well as the theatrical distribution of the movie. So, interesting, right? Yeah. Somehow, I don't know who's bought it or bought it, you know, traded it over, but they still get royalties for this shit. They said that if it wasn't for the fucking international fucking royalties, that they would have never gotten paid because apparently they had a lot of problems with um, the the domestic money. Right. They weren't able to get paid at all. So they got most of the money from that, and I think it was like five or ten five or ten years after the movie released that they actually started to begin to make money on it. And now it's actually well over that now because of the international. But they credit the the money that they made for that international. When the movie released, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was an old lady that approached them and they actually, con- they at the theater when they showed it, and they were like, and this old, like really old little lady wanted to speak to the people that made the film. So they had Bruce, Rob Tappert, and Sam Raimi all come up, and they were like, hey, guys, this old lady wants to talk to you about the movie. They thought that they were going to get chewed out by this old lady, and it turned out that the lady was like, I really enjoyed your picture. I thought it was a lot of fun. I haven't had that much fun in a long time. And she was, like, really old. Does she sound like a New Yorker? I don't know. I just, I'm just making an accent, but... They said that they were a little surprised because they thought that she was going to fucking lay into them. 
Are we into factoids now? Yeah, we're definitely into factoids. So, now that you mentioned old ladies and shit... Okay. I don't know if anybody else out there knows, but this is something that I didn't know until I started doing a little bit of research on this movie. Okay. But there is an actual horror story that goes behind the cabin. Oh, go. Please do tell. So, this cabin was made about, from right now, maybe like 140 years, maybe plus, ago. What? Yeah. It was that old. It's I that heard old. it was a barn, sort of. This is this is straight from Sam Raimi's mouth. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's mouth. Okay. So, 140 plus years ago, maybe less, this cabin was constructed. A week after this guy had built this cabin, died. Now, years later, a family moved in. And the family consisted of, like, a mom, a daughter, and a grandmother. Now... What's interesting about where this cabin was constructed, that the mountains surrounded the valley, the, the you know, that this cabin was built in, the mountains consisted of a high amount of iron ore. Okay. So it, it conducted a lot of electricity. So when lightnings hit, it hit pretty much around that area. There was plenty of lightning strikes happening. Okay. So one night during a storm when this family lived there, this little girl got scared and ran into her mother's room. And when she ran into her mother's room and pulled back the covers to get in bed with her, she had found that her mother was dead. Yeah. So then she runs into her grandma's room to find out she was dead as well. And after that, she freaked out and ran out into the woods and was found by a farmer who lived down a little bit ways from the cabin. And they ended up raising this little girl. Really? And, yeah. And then later on, I guess this girl was prone to like, when there was lightning strikes, she would wander out into the woods and return to the cabin. So later on, when you know, when Sam Raimi and Robert Tabbert and Bruce Campbell were out there filming, they had ran into the the farmer's son at this time, and she was looking for this little girl because, or no, well, she's not a little girl anymore; she's an old woman at this point, and she was looking for it, and she was telling the story about what happened to her when she was a kid, and that she had prone to wander the woods and come back to the cabin when there was lightning storms, and wondering if they had seen her, and not anybody from the cast had seen her, and. They didn't think anything about it. They never found her. A week later, you know, after they were done filming and everything, they got uh, a phone call from the Tennessee Filming Commission or whatever out there notifying them that the cabin had been struck by a bolt of lightning and burnt to the ground. This was after the movie was This is a week after the movie was done filming and wrapped. Okay. And I just thought that was weird. And where did you hear this by? I I heard it actually on an interview with uh, Sam Raimi for one of the be- you know the features the special features. Interesting, for a movie. yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I've never heard that. It's super weird. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they never. Well, found if you heard it lady. from his mouth, then I I hundred percent believe it. But right, I, I it's super weird. Right, that is weird. I yeah, know. I like that. Um, the idea that Evil Dead is based off of is called Within the Woods, which we've talked about, which was called by a written reviewer who wrote this in a. In a post, he said it was scarier than the prophecy in Amityville combined, the evil within the woods. Oh, really? Okay. Now, they made this specific within the woods movie, Evil Dead Zero, technically, as, like I said, a way to try to sell that they had the chops to be able to make a movie called Evil Dead. Uh, whether, Well, the Book of the Dead, technically, at the time, which uh, they conceived in college. 
but they didn't do the movie Evil Dead until they were out of college and they had a lot of know-how. In fact, right. Bruce Campbell talks about that they had a lawyer who Rob Tappert, when they were make Rob Tappert used to make movies or shorts or whatever. Well, to they all movies. used to make shorts together, like right. comedies. Exactly. They used to do all kinds of different shorts and they used to get into trouble because they didn't do it the legal way. They just did a guerrilla style. So Rob Tappert got a, uh, uh, actually jailed, um, which Bruce Campbell forced out of him in the commentary. And he was like, oh, wow, the, no inquiring minds, you know? <laughs> right. And so... Because of this, the guy that represented them as lawyer for him when they got when he got arrested was an interest. He was very interested in show business, and so when he told them that they were going to be doing a movie, he was like really interested. So he represented them as a entertainment lawyer to write up all the contracts and everybody for everybody that was in the movie, everybody that worked on it. So when they did this movie, there wasn't going to be any legal issues. So this is one of the rare movies in classic horror that actually worked it all out from grassroots, so that nobody would. Get get sued over who owns what because they didn't do these contracts. Right. Which is usually what happens to a lot of these movies, apparently. But Sam Raimi actually got an investor once, too, for this movie, before the for Evil Dead, when he was turning in the film for Within the Woods. So he was turning in all these, like, cans of film to get processed. And, they were, and this one guy was standing in line to get his photographs developed, and he was like, what is all, why do you have all these films? And he was like, well, I'm making a sort of like a fake movie to try to like make a movie. Right. And this is like our way of trying to get in there. And he was like, well, let me see it. I'd be interested in maybe being an investor. And that guy actually ended up becoming an investor based off that for Evil Dead. So yeah. you know he's made some money. Right. I, and it was kind of commendable the way they did it because they would like, take their film to people's houses and project it on their, you know, kitchen wall or whatever wall they had available. Right. To get potential adventure well, uh, and, and yeah. investors. And it wasn't until uh, about a year later that that guy did it, actually. And also another guy was like, well, I was going to go to Vegas this year, but I decided instead of going to Vegas, I'll just take a break from going to Vegas and give you a half a share or a half a half a uh, stock or whatever they call it. Right. Because I, th I think at the time it was like 10000 for a full and then 5000 for a half. And he gave him 5000 I'm sure that guy's made ton of money yeah, back tripled his money right more than that oh yeah a lot more than that he's probably made a million dollars off that five like no joke um i don't know i thought that was kind of interesting though uh apparently on the set of this movie they didn't have a lot of running water so they were drinking mellow yellow a lot they did not have bathrooms what is mellow yellow it's mellow yellow is like mountain dew yeah have you ever had mountain dew yeah it's like that was the Mountain Dew of the time. They call it Mellow Yellow. <laughs> Him. But it was a soda can. They can get it six packs of it, and, you know, they were using Sugary. that. Sugary goodness. Right. It's over. It's like super caffeinated at the time. But they were drinking that because they didn't actually have running water. They only had hot water for certain things. And even the scalarals, the white eyes that they were making, they didn't even have water to wash those out. Really? So people with their dirty ass fucking hands... We're putting in scalarals into people's eyes. And a funny story about that is, is that in order for them to use scalarals, they had to go to a fucking eye doctor for each of the people that were going to be wearing them. Was this not filmed in a studio? No, this was a gorilla this is filmed style. Out in, in the woods. In the woods. Just yeah. Right. Why not use a studio? 
Because they didn't have the money. Technically, they did kind of use a studio. Some, some in the studio. Not really. Not until part two. No, they did. Because it, the cabin, this is another factoid I'm going to break into right now just because we're talking about it. Go ahead. But the cabin never had a basement. They actually... They went to a friend's basement to shoot that scene. Well, some of it was shot in Sam Raimi's garage, and the other half was... Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's garage, and the other half was filled in a, a studio in... Um, well, I know Michigan. That, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it was a studio because they were saying that they were bringing all kinds of like hissing cockroaches into the basement of somebody else's basement and that the people that owned the basement were getting pissed off because they were bringing all this weird shit I could shit have misheard down. it. Maybe it was just another person's basement Yeah, in I don't Michigan. think it was a studio. This is all like really grassroots, guerrilla-style fucking right. crazy shit. So anytime you're looking at a shot from them looking up from the basement is the cabin. But right. anything inside the basement was a completely different location in Michigan. Right, which you would never know. Right. Pretty cool. But the Scalerals, they have these contact lenses that are bigger than a contact lens, because most of the contact lenses go over the color of be, your eye. They'd be glass back then, wouldn't they? More yes. Glass. They were they'd, like... They'd be uncomfortable as fuck. Them oh, yeah. The people who had to go try them out, because they technically had to bring everybody that was going to be wearing them into the eye doctor, and the eye doctor was like, don't wear these more than... <laughs> don't wear these. Don't put these in more than five times a day. You can only wear them at 15 minutes at a time. Don't wear this, you know. And people were like, he was like, oh, no problem. And they made him wear them more than five times a day. Oh, yeah. And they were not even washing them out. They were just putting them in people's eyes. And people were like freaking out because it was burning. In fact, the only person that didn't complain the most was Cheryl, Ash's sister. Her name is Helen, I think. Uh, She was the only one that actually put them in and like wore it like a champ. Even though they burned the fuck out of her eyes, she was like, just get it fucking done. Let's get it fucking done. But, I mean, if you can imagine how uncleanly that, you know, like, how bad that was. Right. Shame, then. Didn't like that one pair to go between the lot of them. Dude, there was a lot of hell during this movie. I mean, like... A it, lot more than I think people get in these big movies, even in the mid-sized level right. movies. Like, I mean, there was tons and upon tons of body doubles in this, which the brunt of it was taken up by Sam Raimi himself. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in a lot of parts. He was in the him and Rob Tapper did the fisherman and the guy on the oh, side, on the of, the side of the road. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that? You know, when they're listening to the tape, part of that tape is them saying uh, Rob and Sam are the hitchhikers on the side of the road, but played backwards. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know that. I never heard that part. It was another th- thing about uh, another factoid is that uh, a lot of these body doubles were credited in the credits as fake shamps. Yeah. Fake shimps, yeah, because to show his love for the Three Stooges. Which Is that he, what it was? Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking that, too. I'm like, are they the Deadites? Because I couldn't really figure that out. No, they were the body doubles okay. for everybody who had other projects going on and couldn't be See, there. See, this is good. We did our own research. We got, like, extra stuff here. Yeah. Except for Warble. Did you catch the, the, uh, the Hills? The fuck? <laughs> how, would he, how would he fucking know this shit? I'm, I'm just giving him shit. I love you, Warble. Uh, yeah. Did you see the uh, the ripped Hills Have Eyes poster in the background in the basement? I didn't. Yeah, they have a Hills Have Eyes poster in the background, which I thought was pretty interesting. Just a little nod, I'm sure, to something that they probably liked. Um, oh, here's another, inter- since we're on the Three Stooges thing, another acknowledgement of Sam Raimi's love for uh, Three oh. Stooges was the um, basement scene. When you see the the pipe covered in the cloth that busts open and the light ball filled with blood, right? It's based off a, a Three Stooges episode called "A Plumbing We Will Go." Oh, okay. 
Did you know that Rob Tappert, the producer, actually fell from the rafters of this thing? I didn't. And he actually fell on a nail. <laughs> and that nail hung into his jeans and his skin and was ripping as he fell down. Ooh. And I guess apparently Bruce and uh, Sam Raimi like helped him up. But he was like bleeding everywhere because of it at this cabin. And they actually had to stay in this cabin while they were fucking filming towards the end. Right. Like the last week or two. Uh, because the house that they were staying in, they got kicked out of. And it got turned into a brothel. <laughs> they didn't even take it seriously. They were like, well, we got the notice. We just didn't think it was seriously because we were paying our rent. Right. And then they showed up one day and they were like, yeah, you got to go. And oh, so they man. had to stay in the cabin. And they actually literally slept on the floor of the cabin. Wow. And even in the house that they were staying in, so much in fact that after this movie was shot, Bruce Campbell said that he went home for two months. He slept on the floor of his bedroom. Because he was just used to it? He was so used to it because they put ever their, their blood, sweat, and tears into this. He even said that he had a full-on beard growing, and his mom was like, Bruce, what, are you do- <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing here, buddy? But that's, that's just the thing about this movie. It's so, so fucking hardcore. That even like the guns they used were real guns. Yeah. The ammunition they shot was real ammunition. The glass that they broke was real planes of glass. Real shells. They broke real shells. They shot real shells, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean it's just it's guerrilla fucking movie making. They right. had to do what they could with the money that they had. They didn't have all the fucking safety precautions and shit. Um apparently New Line Cinema was a this is the one that they said that they were having the trouble with the money. So it is New Line Cinema that eventually owned the rights, like I said. But I think that they got a uh, an idea to sell it internationally from Dimension films before they were big. So Bruce in the commentary at the end he was talking about the car the delta right and he was saying because you know i don't know if you know this or not warble but sam raimi the director every movie that he's made he's put a he's put that car in it which is the the delta it's the the tan car that they ride in at the beginning when they right. driving in there at the beginning yeah it's a delta because I know the Lancia Delta. It's actually called That's a Royale or some shit like that. I don't even remember. I looked it up online because I was like, I want one. I'm yeah, right. It. It's <laughs> even it's even in the Quick and the Dead. Oh, yeah. That's they, what I'm saying. They strip it down to its bare just frame and build a wagon cart on top of it. Right. That's Just what... to be like, it's in that fucking movie. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce even mentions that. And he was making jokes. He was like... I'm going to fucking kill the car because <laughs> it's like, I want to fucking kill it. I don't care what he's tried to put it in every movie. I think it's ridiculous. And like, he was just being silly about, it. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know that car. No idea. I would love that car. If yeah, I could get it, if badass. I could get that car, I would love it. I'm sure it would ride like a fucking piece of shit. Dude, those old fucking steel cars, they ride Dude, like a flying Somebody couch. in my neighborhood had one almost identical to it. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and they were selling it for like $36,000. And I was like, yeah, nope. It's like a dick. <laughs> I need a rudder to stay that thing probably. Right. right. Well, let me ask you this. What are some of your, like, what is your, one of your, in chronological order of the movie, what are some of your favorite movie or scenes? Like one of them. Well, I mean, I mean, straight out of the gates, you got his fucking chin, haven't you? Oh, yeah. That's fucking horrific. Where he's sitting thing. in the back it's being all creepy. straight on close up his chin. He's like, what the fuck is that? That's fucking <laughs> scary. I'm if like, chins could talk. That's it. It's just a chin. Well, yeah. That, yeah that, that set the mood for that film. Well, his I chin guess. and the guy from Maniac Cop are the, 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 the biggest chins in the industry. 
because we had the, we did an episode on Maniac Cop, and we were talking because they're both Bruce Campbell and that other guy I can't think of his name who's in Maniac Cop have the biggest chins in the industry. <laughs> so it is. And after that, it was a scene with the, with, with the eye, uh, eyeballs when they're just staring at each other. He stares at her. She stares at him. He stares at her. Oh, when he's he looking at, the- at him, and it just just seems to go on forever. Are you talking about where he, he acts like he's asleep and on the yes. couch? He's got, he's got his little box with that little necklace in, and right. it just goes on forever. Like you that. like ah, that stealing from the blind? And just like <laughs> you like that scene is what you're saying. It was funny. What's funny is it was funny. It's just a drawn out funny scene. For I don't know if you noticed, but like Taylor. like later on in the movie where he's going to bury her. That there's that little moment between them where he's burying her and she's looking at him and he looks back she closes her eyes and he continues to diggle the hole, you know? And then he stops. And then he stops and looks back at her and she closes her eyes again. Yeah. It, so it was kind of like the same little play. Right. Yeah. And they're known for doing that in all their movies. They they kind of like, you know, little, pr- you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Homage to Homage itself, yeah. to it, yeah. It was them little touches like that where it's just like little things. With yeah, the, with the looking and the uh, and the chin. Sam's pretty good at that. I think he 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 mixes it up a lot. Like his shots are really different. Like I mean, I guess they had a director of photography, but not really because Sam was like everything. Right. He much. wrote, directed, acted everything. Like he did so much in that movie. Well, I wouldn't say acting. Oh, doubled. Yeah, he did like stupid shit. Right. There's an Ivan Ramy too, who was a double in the movie too. So. That was their brother, I guess. I don't know. Well, also, what, um, Ted Ramey was in the second movie. I don't think. No, he was, he was in, in this one too. Was he in this? Yeah, one? he was a double in this one as a shemp. Oh, he was a shemp, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Patrick? What, what what scenes do you like? Uh, of course, I'm gonna go with my favorite scene first, which is at the very end where he burns the book. And the evil is trying to bust out of the bodies, and you see like the hands busting out from either yeah. side, and like the melting of the skull. That's what Ted Raimi did. That was a good bit. I did like that. We yeah. actually see there's actually demons inside them. Right. Yeah, yeah. they use some like overlap uh, film thing. I could tell it was like like a werewolf source type thing trying to. It pop was like out. demon hands that were just like coming out of their insides. Right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love it when like. You see him melt away, and the little cream corn, and like the green colors, the cockroaches crawling over everything. It did. It was just a fucking awesome scene. Other than that, that I, was one of mine. Yeah, actually. Uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised because it's just one of those iconic scenes. It's just like well, one of the first ones that I noticed was the shut it off. Right when they're listening to the tape recording, because that whole series of events is just like I don't know. It just builds a lot of a real tension. Right, like the guy's voice talking. Uh, Kanda, like Kanda. all that shit. Turn it off! Like, Kanda. I just, I don't know, it gives me chills thinking about it. It's gonna spark interest, isn't it? If you hear that, you like, you just want to just keep listening. Right. What is going on? Right, there's you like would, a morbid curiosity. You would listen to it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, well, we'll just keep listening to this. Right. That's, right. What, that's what I liked about it, too, because it's like, part of you is like this morbid curiosity. We know better, because it's a horror film. Well, right. Yeah, well, yeah, now that we know. Off, like, yeah, stop it, because I don't want to watch it anymore. Right. <laughs> there's a film. And I, she was right. Oh yeah, but you know, I don't know. I thought it was a like nice little play on like what you're thinking in your head, right? And I think my other favorite scene, which is my this will be my last, but is uh, the scene where uh, Linda's in the basement and uh, Scotty's. I can't remember Scotty's girlfriend's name at the moment right now. Is like, what's wrong with her eyes? Dear yes. God, what's wrong with her eyes? 
Guys, you like, like that? I thought that was a little no, overacted. No, see, the thing about that bit is, like, they're all looking at her eyes. Oh, what's wrong with her eyes? She's floating four foot in the fucking air. <laughs> <laughs> like, who gives a fuck about what her eyes are doing? She's fucking levitating. Well, at this Seriously. point, she's already in the basement, though. Yeah, she's on oh, the no, stairs. I thought you were about when she's in, in the start when she starts levitating. The end. Oh, where she's like, oh, what's wrong with her eyes? Eight of spades, jack of clubs. That's one of my scenes. She's like. Queen of spades, four of hearts, eight of spades, yeah. two of spades, jack of clubs. How is she fucking floating? You will die. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why have you disturbed our sleep, awakened us from our ancient slumber? You will die. Yeah. <laughs> one by one, we will take you the pencil. And then, and then, then the chick that falls on the ground after that, she grabs a pencil that's on the floor, which oh, is like the ankle. Yeah, it's that's just the laying way. there. There's like two pencils there. She grabs it. She jams that motherfucker and Ash's girlfriend's fucking ankle, like right in the ankle. Right. Like I rewatched it a couple of times to make sure. Well, it was a, it was like the sweet spot between the ankle and the no, Achilles no, no, heel. no. When they when she first jabs it in there, that is straight up ankle. It is straight up ankle. Okay. But when they show the mark on her foot where it turns into a spider web of black shit, it's below her ankle and towards her Achilles. I looked. I made sure because we talked about it. Right. Um, and then her, but the other cool thing was, is when you realize that she's got white eyes with that sclera, sclera fucking contacts that she's got in, which was super cool and unique. And then it's just like, it's like one thing after another. It's like this whole chain of events, just like fucking, it's like dominoes, dude. Yeah. Like your whole mind is like, whoa, 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 holy shit. Just slow down. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, can you imagine being back in 1981 with all that shit? I mean, I realize that the exorcist was around, which you made a joke about. Why don't you tell us the joke real quick? Oh, so before we came on and do the show i was telling i was telling uh warble over here that every show we do a horror shot and i was like maybe you should think about you know uh, a horror shot name and what's in that shot that we could do and he comes right back at me and he's like what about the exorcist i was like all right that's that's good i was like so that's the wrong film though i was like yeah i was like so that's the wrong film but it, it, yeah exercising demons i get it i'm like so what's in the exorcist and he's like spirits <laughs> It was, it, it was more funny at the time. It, it, yeah, but it, I laughed. I thought it was yeah, funny. I thought it was the hilarious. Was more funny. Yeah. So I, I had to change underwear after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another scene that I like. I got a couple other ones. Um, the girl who is Scotty's girlfriend, right? The one who gets thrown in the fire and her face is like melted, and she's like, "Oh god!" Like the oh, demon's like, "What would I have ever flesh. done if I had fucking if you'd left me on those hot coals?" Because Scotty has a second of clar- clarity where he's like, "Oh my god, I just threw my girlfriend on the fire, right?" And her face is melting. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then fucking the demon's like mocking him. And he's like, "You've got pretty flesh. I want some of yours." But Give then, it to us. but then it gets stabbed in the back and then it squirts out milk out of its stump and its mouth because he cuts off the hand which is probably the longest screaming scene that i've ever seen in any movie well not just because he he starts to cut the hand off halfway through the wrist right and then the the demon's like fuck off i'm gonna eat it you know and it just starts chewing through its fucking wrist and lops it off and it's like Okay, what the fuck, right? <laughs> like, I can only imagine what 1981 people are thinking at this right. point in time. Like, okay, what the fuck did I just sign myself up for? <laughs> um, but then 
he chops her up into little pieces, right? You see him like fucking axing the shit out oh, of her. Oh, he goes to town. Hit it, right? He went to town. Hit it. Yeah. Like, he, and then when he's done, he's like totally normal. He's like, what? Like, he's like, I had to do it, you know? And then the pieces, it's like, it's so evil that the pieces are still twitching still going. by themselves. Like, it's almost if, like every inch of her fucking body is possessed yeah. and is trying to kill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of cool. I love that. I love that aspect. So are we, are we not mentioning the, uh, the the tree scene? Oh no no we can totally. We, we Is that one there? of your favorite scenes? Are the tree scene. There? Well, take us there. Why I'm, do you gotta ask everything like a question and yeah, like a question, do a that? double question? Yeah. What are you doing? Is that your favorite? Is that tree? your favorite scene? Yeah, he's like. Is that your why favorite scene? Why don't you take scene? us there? Is that your favorite scene, Warble? Well, it's like the pivotal scene, isn't it? That everyone <laughs> talks about when they talk about Evil Dead. It's just well, like, yeah, it is one of the most the iconic tree. scenes yeah. from that film for sure. And then when I saw it, I was a bit disappointed about how it just just shoots in from just some weird angle. Well, and you know it's just reverse, <laughs> just reverse. What's that they did? Film, yeah. They pulled it out. They put it on her and then yanked it away really quick That's and then reversed is. the film, flipped it over. When you watch it, the angle it goes in, some weird. Really yeah, it looks weird, it's right? Really well, all of the all of the branches like grabbing onto her were all reversed. Is all reverse? Oh, is it film? Which is another unique technique that they did that nobody really was doing, right? So it was like, I don't know, that's just kind of like cool touches. I mean, granted, Christina was like, I don't know if I should say this. I don't have to ask her if I can keep this in afterwards. But she was like, there's a hashtag going around about the Harvey Weinstein thing. And she was like, me too. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I would share that if it was like. Harvey what? Appropriate. <laughs> so the guy who ran one of the biggest film companies in the world. We were talking about this this morning. He was like basically fingering and trying to like molest people. Oh, here we go. Yeah. But Christina was like, if everybody had a sense of humor, I would post that and put hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. Because that tree went in fucking dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was God. wearing panties. I mean, you can clearly see it in the... Well, uh, they put black panties on her, too. Right. The illusion. Probably at the time, you couldn't tell. It's like a fucking bow and arrow shot, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Robin yeah. Hood just came out of nowhere. Didn't even any fucking feeders in fucking first. It just a... <laughs> yeah, there's no spitting on it. We're going in raw dog yeah. right away. And we're going to get into that topic when we get into the next movie, too, because I want you to compare this scene versus the one in the new one. Oh, he has, Don't some, mention mis- it. I, he has some interesting things to say. Don't mention that. it yet, though. <laughs> uh, the only other uh, two things that I can think think of was the demon hands that you already mentioned and then ash's girlfriend was a demon and then she comes back and asks him for him to not take her back and then his sister starts asking him in the basement like while banging up ash i'm okay now everything's okay and i just i i like that aspect of it that aspect in particular of them not knowing whether or not they were demons at that point in time always is something i think about in the back of my head when i watch this movie and that that line that you said is like i'm okay now i'm okay Ash says the same thing in Evil Dead 2 when he becomes right. possessed. They they kind of touch upon it again in many different movies. Right. And the TV series. Did you... Now, here's what I think. When I see that, I go, was she a demon pretending to be her? Or was she actually... Like breaking through and being Breaking her. through yeah. and getting a moment of clarity and, and experiencing all the pain and 
and anguish and all that. For more, right. I still for both of them. I think once they've been possessed by that demon, that's it. You think? I you think, think they're just more, gone for good? From, yeah. I they're, feel they're, like they're, it's a struggle. No, I don't think there's no struggle at all. From well, watching both of them, there's like there's, there's zero struggle. The only reason I think it's a struggle is because of something like um, The yeah. Exorcist. The only thing they seem to play on that when they're trying to get out of something. Or yeah, like they're like, they're like, don't hurt me. You yeah, love me. Yeah, it seems like when it's not going their way, they'll start. Yeah, and and it's funny because one of the demons does say that. It's like, you love her. You love yeah. her. Don't do that. Don't chop don't, her up. Yeah, you love yeah. her. Right. Yeah. Once they're in there, there's, there's no good I think you, there might be something to that, yeah. I, I feel like, in my mind, if I really think about it, I, I feel like you're just kind of like a, a passenger in your own body. Yeah. And you're experiencing all the pain and hurt and like... You're just watching. You're just watching. So maybe they're just using her, but in the same respect, she's feeling all the pain. So in a way, they're puppeteering her but they're not having to reap all the pain and all the like, you know what I mean? So they're like putting all that on her. Right. So she's like the layer outside of it while she's puppet, but while the demons are puppeteering inside, that seems more sadistic to me. Yeah. So, but overall, what do you guys think? I mean, like, honestly, like I know I've seen it. A, a, I, I don't even know how many times yeah, I can't count. I've seen it a, a ton of times, but were you pretty happy with seeing it? Did it? Are you the type of person to get scared, Warble, or do you not, or do you call it like, well, this is silly? I, I don't. I don't think he does get scared about that kind of shit. Well, what? Yeah, there's, when when there's too much horror, when there's too much campy, gore, when there's, no, there's too much gore going on, I lose it. Really? I like all the stuff when there's no gore. And that's when it's you, spooky. So you're saying you like it when it's left to your own imagination? When, yeah, when there's no gore, it's spooky. When Is there it, a movie gore, that scares it, you? It's silly. That has scared you at one, least. One, one, yeah, it, the first It film. Really? I was very young when I watched that. So did you see the new one? Yeah, and, and that cured me. Oh, that's right. You did say that earlier. I did. That I remember me. that. I watched the first one. I'm really happy to watch the second one. I was, I was completely cured. Well, what about you, Patrick? Like, what do you think after your... 700th time viewing same thing i've always thought Amazing. i've seen it one or two times a year since right i've seen it like it's just one of those go-to movies especially around october it's just yeah like, i, I watch... always feel like halloween is the time where you watch the classics yeah in my opinion you throw on the first halloween evil dead you know whatever but i feel the same way the first time i've ever seen it amazing yeah, and i'll keep coming back to it every year is it the favorite out of your franchise out of the franchise or out of Everything you mean of every horror movie I've ever watched? No, out of Evil Dead franchise. You know, there's something I like about every, but I think I like a lot of what Evil Dead One had to offer. Like I said, I really like the ambiance of it. the The atmosphere of that movie was so eerie compared to the rest, because the rest is kind of like straight a little bit away from the horror and more into comedy. Okay, with little bit parts here and there, but. Yeah, the first one is definitely my favorite. The, the ending went flat out Muppet Show for me. You think? Yeah, was, obviously back then it was being you know groundbreaking technology. Probably, right, yeah, right. right. Now it's just like yeah, it's terrible. But the thing I did like is the little pukey. Was it a sword? Was it like a yeah? Uh, it was a dagger. Yeah, that, dagger. what was it called? What did you dagger? call it? It's the dagger Zumacalis. Because there's one bit when someone get I can't remember who got stabbed with it, but it gets stabbed and the little the little pukey skull at the end starts like puking up the, the blood. With the blood starts, I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like See, that well, that's bit. good. That's you know that stuck in my brain there. Just a little skull puking. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think this is just one of those movies that I'll always go back to. It's weird because it's almost like an automatic movie 
Right. So like when there's I there's like no question in your mind. Yeah, like but it's it's also one of the movies that don't go like oh Evil Dead because it's almost like automatic. It's like second nature. It's like yeah, yeah of course like, that's a great when movie. When people are like, what are your top five favorite films? You know, and I go well, and then I think about it, and it's like well, Evil Dead's definitely up there. I just don't know where it places because it is such a classic. Right. The franchise in general is probably one of the better franchises, I think. Although there's not that many to really kind of make it maybe possible hellraiser but even that doesn't yeah, scrape know, as much as like the way there's it... never been a hero an anti-hero that has ever been that cool right like and not just because bruce campbell's playing it but the fact that this guy is destined to be tortured in the franchise and survive no matter what just to be tortured right i don't know something about that it just i don't know but i like the first one a lot i like that it's a little bit more scary and it obviously inspired uh several sequels and some TV shows, and a reboot of a reboot of a reboot. Because <laughs> to me, Evil Dead 2 is a reboot. Sorry. Not to mention a lot of those those shots that they were using that film, like the construction of the chainsaw. Well, not necessarily that film, but like the shots that they use, like when he's like, you know, building shit. A lot of films do that now. Will like take that piece from Evil Dead? And, oh, like, the little make it quick snap tro- shots. Yeah, where it's like chainsaw. Well, that was part two that did that the most. Well, there was a scene in the first movie that did something like that as well. Yeah, they do it shortly, but the the second one really epitomized right that whole like montage segment. You know what I mean? Right. Like of right. <laughs> you know, like what I mean, like and especially in the in the evil uh, the army darkness, they like when he's putting the hand together and he's like groovy, right? And he's know, like looking through like signs. He crushes the cup, you know. <laughs> anyway, so guys, if you haven't seen this movie, I mean, I'm really surprised at you. Uh, you really should watch the original. It may not be up to snuff and what you're used to watching, but I think it it does definitely have its place in horror history. It is one of the biggest. In my opinion, franchises, I love the movie without even, I don't know. It's like, it'd be weird not to include it in some top list. I agree. I don't know. I totally agree. I'm I'm still up in the air whether one or two is the best. I feel like part two had the money, part one didn't. But what they did and pioneered with part one is just so memorable. Like part one had the soul. Yeah, probably. Part two kind of like got, it like kind of figured things out and tried to like spice it up. Right. But there is another reboot that came out in 2013 that we can talk about. Should we? And Warble had actually seen this previous to this, right? Yeah, I'd all seen the... Uh, but you hadn't seen the, the unrated, remake. right? Because no. we no. all... Did we all watch the unrated one? Yeah, we watched the unrated one. We all decided to watch the unrated version of this. It was a while ago since I watched it, so I couldn't okay. which one watched. I personally prefer the unrated, not because of the end credit scene or anything. The end credit scene I could have done without... But this one, uh, I feel like, has a little bit extra in it. So we're probably going to be talking about that a little bit more. So if you haven't already seen it, it's only available digitally, by the way, guys. So it is technically just a digital copy. You can't get it on Blu-ray. And you might not even be able to see it in like streaming services because I think most of them just play the regular one, right? Um, but anyway, the reboot that came out 2013... And a lot of people were anticipating some sort of sequel more than they were a reboot. Right. I think a lot of people were really torn on the fact that there was going to be a new movie that was going to be basically redoing the whole movie because nobody felt like it could be done. Well, well, here's the thing. You know, 
if you don't look so much at the like the actual era of time that they're in, if you just disregard that, it could be before the first movie. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we'll bring up a little bit towards the end. I just wanted to mention the fact that... Yeah, the cows. Well, oh yeah, because it's a Ford. That's not like an old 90s vehicle, too. But I, I think there is some things that I do want to point out when we get in a little bit more into depth. But I just wanted to mention, when this movie first came out, there was a little bit of tension about there being a remake or reboot about it. Because at this time, we hadn't had too many good reboots for a while. Right. Or remakes. And reboot was kind of like a new terminology that was being thrown around a lot, right? Well, but Yeah, because it was... What was the era of that? Yeah, we didn't even start using reboots um, until later on. Um, but this movie came out in 2013. The story is five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. Which is pretty bland. Yeah, it's like the demons are already there just living in like trees and shit. They're like, someone rang the doorbell. <laughs> Obviously, this movie was produced by Rob Tappert, who is one of the people who own it. Rob Tappert being the bigger, bigger, I think, executive or whatever. It was directed and written by Fede Alvarez, who also did the movie Don't Breathe. <sighs> He's also doing the movie Don't Breathe 2. He's got an upcoming movie called Monster Monsteropocalypse labyrinth and a bunch of other stuff but he's relatively new wait labyrinth remake reboot no yeah. i don't know if it's that i think it's just called labyrinth it okay. doesn't i don't you know and i don't want to just assume but i looked up in his movies and i saw labyrinth so uh but the cast is jason or excuse me but the cast is jane levy who plays maya or mia she was also in Don't Breathe. She's going to be coming out on the Castle Rock TV series, which is the Stephen King Hulu show that they're going to be doing, like paying homage to all the f classic movies. She's also going to be, she was in uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World as a bit part in, uh, it's a Netflix movie. She also did Monster Trucks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that like a Pixar film? It's like a kid's movie where they fucking. There was monsters in the inside the truck. Yeah. yeah, it's really bad. I think it had one of the guys from uh, Supernatural in it, believe it or not. Uh, she was also in Shameless. Shameless, great. Yeah, great which is series. one of your favorite shows. Uh, also, it stars Shiloh Fernandez, who plays David, her sister. He was in the movie Dead Girl as one of the guy's main characters, by the way. Which guy? Was he the punk kid or was he the guy that was like trying to fall in love with this girl? The one that wasn't the red hair guy. Okay, so he was a guy that was like... Right, we did this movie, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this movie is fucking weird. It's actually pretty good. It was good, yeah. Uh, he, she was, or he was also in We Are Your Friends, uh, and he was also in the TV... Or no, he was in the movie called Don't Look Up, which was kind of like a B-budget film. Uh, it also stars Jessica Lewis, who plays Olivia. She was in the movie Cloverfield. She was one of the best friend's girlfriends. Uh, she was also in Pompeii, The Covenant, and a TV show called The Cult. Also stars Lou Taylor Pucci, who plays Eric, the guy with the glasses, a.k.a. Uh, I have a friend that looks exactly like this. You dude. were saying that. He was just like a bigger guy, a bigger version. Yeah, he's just a bigger guy. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Appling. You're the best dungeon master ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in the movie guy. Spring, 
Ava's Possession, which I really like. He was also in a movie called Carriers uh, and the movie Fanboys about the, the Star Wars guys. Yeah, that was a good movie where they were on a trip and they were trying to see the episode one before it was released. Right. Right. Which is a big pile of crap. Yeah, which is even makes it even more funny. Right. <laughs> that guy died of cancer right there in the theater. Right. <laughs> uh, it also stars Elizabeth Blackmore, who plays Natalie. She's the blonde-haired girl with the sneakers and the dress and the nails in her face. Um, she's in The Vampire Diaries. She was also in the new series of The Supernatural. She was in the new season. She was in like four, like five episodes. My wife would probably know about that, more about that than well, I Well, you know. watched the new Supernatural. I actually, I haven't picked up on it since... I pro- thought you prob- watched it. I did, but like I, I haven't watched the last two seasons of it. All right. Well, anyway, she's in it. So, now that we've asked you first what your thoughts were, what are your thoughts of the new one, Patrick? Of this reboot? Did you ask me? We asked you for the first one, so I'm oh. skipping to him. Um, You're not important. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're saving you for next. I like this film. Uh, I'm not sure if it was just the uh, the thirst of not having Evil Dead in such a long time and just them releasing it and being like, oh, Evil Dead. Because I watched it like three times in the theater. You wanted to see it. You just wanted to be back in that world. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I will say I the only thing I didn't like about the film was the actual demon voices. I didn't think it was demonic enough. Okay. But other than that, I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was visceral. Um, good cinematography, but was it on par with? Well, we won't get into that. Yeah, we we, we can. I mean, it's fine. Go ahead. I just I don't think it's on. Just par. Just don't go into specifics yet. Right. I just don't think it's on par with the original series. Okay. What about you, Warble? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought the first was a lot better. The second one seemed to just rely on gore, right? And it just loses it. It didn't have the atmosphere. Got the gore. No, there was no there was tension. No, yeah, yeah, the tension. There was no 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 build up to. No, no spookiness going on. It's, it's like, old, oh, you released the evil. Old, this bam, bam, oh, bam. You were you in the the evil cabin with the with the cats hanging from the roof and the, the demonic book there, and it's it's all too much. It's just, like it had all the it's, elements. It's putting a plate for you. There's, there's, right, there's evil stuff gonna happen. It's like watching somebody play out your life. Right. In a way. I don't, well, know, I don't know how to explain well, maybe, it. Maybe past life. Do, do you know what I'm, I mean, I'm though? I'm pretty happy with my feelings. It's like you're, <laughs> you're pretty well versed in your own life, so you know how it kind of went down. But right. when you watch somebody else play you, it's kind of awkward, right? Right. Like, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. Like, I actually really like it. Right. Me too. But I don't think it holds a candle to the original series. Oh, if I had a choice, I'd watch the first one. Over and over again? Every time. If you were stuck on an island and you could only pick one or the other. I'd seen the first one once. Yeah. Or the second one once. And then... Do you think you'll watch the first one again? I got bored watching the second one again. Really? It it was just gore. And I'm just... It just... I was just a turn off. Okay. I I find stuff scary when it's not gory. When it leaves it to your own imagination to fill in the pictures. I think I must have a fucked up imagination. I'm kind of like... My brain's so much better than... So let me ask you something real quick. Did the first Blair Witch movie scare you? I get the feeling he's not into that. Because that is one of those movies that left a lot to your own imagination. Yeah, you didn't show you anything. Maybe a little. Really? Do we need to watch it again? Should we watch it? Well, no, because it will bore the shit out of me if I watch it again. <laughs> I watch it once. It was not a lot happens, does it? No. Until, no. The, until the last five minutes. Right. Back to this reboot of Evil Dead, which is just called Evil Dead. I don't know why they chose that. <laughs> it's going to make a difference somehow, didn't it? Right. right. I think, like you, you said that there was some seriously nice cinematography. I feel like there was a lot of really amazing shots in this movie. Oh, yeah. It followed the 
like the the aesthetic and everything was really nice. Like I felt like the scenery was really nice. They like decorated and did all the setup and everything was beautifully. It was all perfect there. Uh, it is super brutal. It is very graphic and over gore, uh, which they were unabashedly enjoying and uh, had to trim it back from an NC-17 rating to make it into an R rating because it was just so much. I think the practical effects, though, uh, while it may be just more gore than it is atmosphere, were really great. I did wince a few times throughout the movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, even after rewatching it, I still winced a little. Yeah, I saw that. I was eating fried chicken whilst Pat was fucking hot. He was. He was <laughs> like was, hot sauce and he was, shit. He was, like, was holding me on pillows. So I, was, I was like, mm, got some hot sauce in uh, Okay, there was, no, <laughs> there was no pillows, but I was looking away. So he had his hand in your ass? Yes. Nice. He was puppeteering me. Nice. Uh, I do feel like there are a few changes that sort of bother me in the movie. Like, they kind of wanted to do something their own way, and I think it was a little too over-explained. Like, like, like they, sh- they didn't need to go that far, Like, but they did. Just the whole set of rules that they made up, I personally don't feel like they needed to divulge that much. It was nice that they did because it's like this extra deeper mythos that they could have, but that's something they could have fleshed out over several different sequels right in which i'm still waiting to see a sequel uh they've been talking about we'll get into this in a little bit but i'll explain it but um i think the whole drug addiction element that they added in this movie yeah was, was a little cheap grab i, I like that because it was just like that they had to keep her there he, I like the idea really wanted, of it like i you, don't think they executed it well it's just like, we're gonna keep you but i wish we should leave now guys yeah, I like that. It is. I it, did like that. Bit. You know, maybe it's because it frustrates me because a, a typical trope, whether it's drug addiction or not, nobody believes the person who actually sees it happen or knows that it's happening. Right, right. So it always gets under my skin. It's like fucking got to. Like if I heard somebody saying that crazy shit, I'd be like, well, maybe we should just leave because this is kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah. They put too much backstory. Oh, she's gonna start hallucinating. Oh, she's gonna right. Do this and yeah, that, and then yeah. she starts. It's too doing preemptive that well. at that point. Right. Like, like I felt like it was a, just a little too much in that regard. Uh, I don't think it was executed well at the very least. I mean, first of all, here's the biggest gripe I have with it. And I don't want to get into too much details, but they kind of mention it really early on. Hey, David, while you were gone, she almost died from drug addiction. Right. When she tried to go cold turkey. And she had to be resuscitated with fucking paddles, like electric shock. And she won't survive another one. And she won't survive another one. Well, why the fuck are you taking her out into the middle of a fucking forest in the middle of nowhere where there's no medical fucking doctors like that that could fucking handle the situation if you and your fucking nursing degree think that you could fucking handle? Why the fuck would you do that? I literally never noticed that until you just mentioned it. Because That is stupid as fuck. Yeah, I'm not trying to be picky. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, why would you bring somebody out in the middle of nowhere? I know that they had to kind of formulate some sort of idea and why, but I feel like adding the part where she almost died kind of like they could have used some other way. Mm. They could have figured out some other well, way. Well, that was more reason to keep her there, wasn't it? That, it was, that, that but they, the more reason why. That's why we have to keep her here even more. I totally agree, but I think they they could have been like she was so devastated that you weren't there the last time when her mom died that she really needed you there and now that you're here you need to stand up for her. They could have done it just as simple as that and not had that whole fucking dumb shit. Right. Because you don't go out in the middle of the woods when someone's going to die possibly from fucking a drug addiction. If it's that bad you don't fuck around with chance you know what i mean like it just seems kind of weird to me yeah 
I'm not trying to be too picky, but they also added, like I said, the new rule set. They have like five deaths to feed the demon sort of thing, which was kind of like interesting, but I don't know if it really needed to be spoken about. No, probably not. I mean, you you kind of get the gist and learning the rule set in I, horror movies, but I, you don't I, need to be told it. I thought that was all right, that bit. It's okay. Like, well, if five of them died, you know, the, the devil's going to... Is it the devil? The demon? I think I'm just comparing it to the original, where it's more you know, uh, assumed. The world's going to get messed up if five of these people die. Right. Like, they they, they put too much of a finer finer point on it. And I don't think it was necessary. I, I didn't mind that bit. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just for me, it felt that way. And I wrote a lot of notes down about what I feel about this movie because I am very particular about this movie. Even though I still like it, I don't think it's a perfect because film. that book says a lot of important stuff, doesn't it? It does, it says, but I... Uh, Stop fucking reading the fucking book, you stupid cunt. Right. Yeah. Put it down. And he still and reads it. And carries on. Yeah. That's the reason why the the whole of that film... He done I fucked was, up. I was waiting for him. I was looking forward to him dying. Because he <laughs> deserves to fucking die. And, and he was punished more than anybody else Good. in that film. Because yeah. of that, because I, I didn't give one shit about what happened to him. I was like, yeah, fucking punish him. <laughs> well, and I have a theory about that and why I, I was hoping his character would be a certain thing that we'll talk about a little later. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is that in the original Evil Dead, it was not like they treated this one in this reboot like a virus. Everything was directly physical. It right, was, like he was, had to yeah. puke on you or bite you. or Yeah, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts. One of the things that really bothered me about this new reboot is that there was not that, that cool, slick camera work that made you feel like something was looming in the darkness yeah. that was like watching them, that was like a character that Maybe was like Maybe just like a little bit them. at the beginning when Mia got possessed. They're, it's like they, they oh, walked yeah. through the steps of it, but they didn't sell it. Can we do, right. can we do the tree thing again now? The tree. When me well, not yet, not yet, not yet. We'll get there. Don't we, bust your nut just yet. Yeah, don't bust your nut. But I, I really mm. feel like the, the aspect of the looming evil was missing. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they kind of like, it's almost like they like just like shortcutted it and just kind of like, oh, we did it though. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, hey, we actually spent the time trying to develop this camera as a character where the first one did it. This one did not. It just kind of did it for stylistic yeah. reasons. Yeah, the first one felt like, you know, once they released the demons, they were, they were possessed. They, they were being, you know, possessed by the, right. by the demons. The second like, one, they had to get bit or they had to get puked on. Yeah. Like, do you remember the scene where the main girl, Maya is like running through the forest and it's a really cool shot where they like before she gets caught by the tree yeah well no it was right after or maybe maybe you're right maybe it, it is before, before. yeah it, she's running and the camera's like shooting down behind her and she ducks beside a tree like that is a really cool shot but i didn't go oh that's evil chasing her right i like, didn't that's make the cool connection shot. i didn't make the connection that that was like what was going on there that that's what they intended because they thought well if i just zoom the camera in they'll get it right right no sam raimi developed a fucking character with the camera a, a fucking relationship with the camera that well, the viewer that, got that, that noise though right sure but they just didn't it just didn't I don't know. It's just almost like, like I said, they just went through the motions. They didn't really develop the camera as a character. Right. Um, I will say that it is not a bad remake. It definitely attempts to cover some new ground, which I, I, I do give it props for. Whether I liked it or not, it doesn't matter. At least it tried to do something a little bit newer. It did throw me for a loop. Had a couple of new twists that I liked. Um, 
they even have a few bits of of homage in there. Oh you, yeah, even notice. some original audio files, like when the evil first busts in and takes Mia. Right, they even one by one we will take you. Right, the same audio. They they did a lot of homages. Actually, in the unrated version, you hear a lot more of that stuff in there. The homages that they threw in there. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into the details of it. I I just think that the unrated is the way to go if you really appreciate the first one. Honestly, I highly recommend you getting it and buying it on digital because I, I personally just like the extra bits that they put in there. It makes the, the demons seem more sadistic and it seems more realistic and it just makes it feel like the vibe of Evil Dead a little bit more. A Not little a, bit 100%, more. Not completely, yeah, yeah. But just a little bit more. It just gives it that lex extra little like, oh, I, I like Deadites. Um, but all in all, I think honestly, for somebody that this is their first fucking feature film, this is the first movie that they ever made as a huge feature film and they get handed the keys to fucking evil dead. Fede Alvarez, like what the fuck, dude? Like, why can I get handed the fucking keys? (laughs) Like what? Whose dick did I need to suck to fucking get that fucking dick in my mouth? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, like. I'm not trying to say that he did a bad job. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of random, isn't it? That some random guy... Well, wasn't it because of the short that he made? Yes. And we could get into that. Tech. He did a short warble called Panic Attack, which became viral in a time when being viral was a really big deal. Um, now everybody goes viral compared, yeah, compared to what he did. But it's, it's a story about robots attacking, and he did all the, like special effects like cgi and shit in this like robots attacking the world thing and sam raimi saw it and wanted to make a feature film of it he thought oh well let's make this into a real movie and a lot of the investors just didn't take to it so it got dropped so after i think it was like a year or something like that sam raimi was like yeah it's not gonna happen i'm sorry so fede was like yo i got an idea if we can't get him to buy onto this panic attack, why don't we try to do a reboot of Evil Dead? And Sam Raimi was like, I like your spunk. Dollar size you got Moxie. <laughs> yeah, you got Moxie. Dollar size popped in whoever's eyes it was. Yeah, we got this. Dollar well, and, and you know what? I think and originally it was Sam Raimi and Rob Tapperty were on board for this because they knew that they had money sitting there. Right. And they knew that fans really adored it and loved it. Bruce Campbell, however... Not so much. He was like, fans are going to hate this. They don't have Ash in there as a character. Like, we can't do this, guys. We can't do it. And it wasn't because he was just like, oh, I'm not in the movie. Although I'm sure that had some. But I think ultimately he's a fan of the story. And Ash is such a good, tormented character that I think that he just felt like the fans wouldn't like it. And in a lot of ways, before the movie even was getting, while the movie was getting made, a lot of people argued some of the same points that he was making. Had the chin right. as well. Didn't have the chin. What? David, the, the David chin. didn't have the chin, did he? Yeah, the, she he didn't have the chin. No. The chin. She took it on the chin. But he she... took on the chin. No, Olivia took it on the chin, I think. Yeah, but David didn't have the chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... And, and you know what? I, I know I've had, I've, I've had friends who were female who have brought up that they loved the fact that it was a female actor, and I'm totally cool with that. I didn't have any problem with that. In fact, I'm glad that they took a female actor and did something completely different rather than try to mimic Ash. Right? right. Like, because it's just, nobody can replace Ash. If it's not Ash, it's not, a- if it's not Bruce, it's not Ash. Right. 
So why even try to fucking compete with it? And that's when he signed on board and was like, you know what? All right. You know what? She's, you know, they like, sorry to ruin it for you, but, you know, like they kind of make you wonder who it is. Like they you don't know if it's going to be Shiloh, uh, who is his character is David, which is the sister of Maya, or if it's going to be fucking I thought it was going to be the fucking uh, Eric guy. The nerdy guy. The nerdy well, guy with the glasses. No, no, no never. No. Well, uh, we got to remember, Ash in the first movie was very... Well, we don't want to say who did yet, so let's let's wait on that. But right. I'll explain why I think it should have been him in a little bit. But I'd been pissed if I tell if he's, he, he didn't die. Really? Yeah. I loved his I'm character. So, I'm, so I glad, did I'm so glad he was knocked around so much during that film there. In fact, not enough. <laughs> We should have just get raised him. <laughs> there was a lot of blood used on this movie. Like you said, it's mostly a gore movie, right? It was a gore fest. But in the same respect, when the first Evil Dead came out, even Rob Tappard said that people said this is the exact reason why horror shouldn't exist. Because it was subversive and fucked up and they did things that you shouldn't do in movies like just tree the, sex. The second, the second one. Like tree rape. No, the first one. Oh, yeah, the first one. So let's talk about your little tree rape scene. How about that? What do you think compared to the original tree rape scene in this one, in this movie? Well, in the second one. In the new one, the yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah, the new one. Yeah, it, it did seem to, like, you know, lube up a little bit more. So. <laughs> it wasn't a raw dog. Yeah, you know, it took, took a bit of care, you know. It, it was a little bit it darker. Sent, it sent the feeders in first, you know. They did it a little more tastefully. And then just just slid it in there. The first one, just yeah, gone. not before whipping out the titties. Whoosh. A little bit of titty shot. Oh, yeah, was, they did that too. Huh? There the was original. no booby shots in this one. That's true. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because I like this. There was absolutely. I think in the original there was like a total of three boob shots, two boob shots. Sorry. Okay. I count these. Sorry. Yeah, there was two <laughs> boob shots because it was Scott's girlfriend who was Getting in the dressed. window. Yeah. yeah. You see her little 80s curved booby, Little teardrop but, boobies. But I think the tree scene in the second one, toward the reboot, was more important because that was when the actual demon took hold of her. Yeah. In it was f- more it, symbolic. In the first one, it just, it just, what, just planted a fucking root in it. Just, just, it just fucking just, just whoosh, and that was it. In and the, it went in, actually in, all up in, in her. In the second one, it was like, yeah, that's inside her now. And that's when she came back with like, being possessed right i mean that's a good point but in the same respect it also is like solidifies that in order to catch it's this virus you need to be implanted to, with the right the first one it was more you've, you've unleashed the demons it's taken all of you like jason goes to hell you have to spit the worm in the mouth of the person right so it kind of like condenses the evil to a specific thing like Which, a symbiote. Right. And if if it's true evil, it's just everywhere, right? If you release if you unlock the door to evil, it's not just gonna be solidified into one this fucking one little thing, yeah. One little like porous fucking like barbed wire fucking branch that sucks up into your vagina or mouth. Because they do that in the movie. Yeah. Like, why would it be just condensed into that? That's that's very limited. Right. Or or a bite, like a zombie bite. It, it That's that's where my disconnect has, is that it's that virus it's thing. It's the button the hand, wasn't it? What? The one that took the button the hand. Right. She was, you know, squeezing the little fucking thing. But no, but she, out. no, because she went down into the basement first and got 
kissed. Oh, she was knocked out. For but a while. she was bit first. No, she was she knocked got, out. She, she got knocked out first. You have no idea what happened when she was knocked out, have you? Right, and she got bit on the hand because she was holding the fucking razor blade to the fucking chick in the basement, right? And then she kisses her and passes the fucking slug fucking tree branch into her mouth. But the thing was, the when she's cutting her arm off, you see her me, putting me, her hand no, under the faucet. Me, Mia yeah. looks. She looks like she's like. T- She's cutting it off, and she can see the the, the worried look in her face. Like, like don't like, do she's it! Like, don't you no. do it! Don't you like, do it! Like she'd almost got got rid of it, but I think she just didn't cut it just in time, did she? Right. I thought of it as like well, she's already infected. She's just playing along no, to I, make I think her. If you watch it, I think you can see the the horrified look in in Mia's face, like how how she she's about to get rid of it, and she's not going to you know, get taken hold of. I feel like she was doing that to make her do it anyway. But you couldn't see it. You couldn't Do you see, know what I mean? You like, couldn't see what me she was like in the basement. So it was like uh, reverse psychology. Exactly. Like, you, don't do it, so do it. Yeah, yes. but, but you couldn't. She couldn't see what was going on, could she? Because she was elsewhere. She was in a completely different part of the building, so she didn't know what was going. No, on. No, she was facing the cellar door. She, she was, was like, "Don't kitchen. you do it? Don't you do it?" Like, no, the door hey, go them. do it, go do it. And the shut door. No, uh-uh. because if she spit that worm into her mouth. She already knows that she's infected because I recognize that because the worm went from that one chick's mouth into her vagina and then she spits that worm into her. So it's like, OK, she's just that's how they get possessed is this. Because oh, when I was I thought when as she was cutting her arm off, Mia's face looked horrified and she was like, no, but then but then she smiled. Right. See, just just before she cut it. Just, right. And it's hanging on. So I think it just. Got in, she just, knew. It, it that's what I'm saying. Home. Reverse she, psychology. So she hadn't gotten, hadn't cut it off in time. Hmm. That's what I, I thought. Know. That's what I thought. Maybe I, I feel like she was trying to get her to cut her arm off the whole time by making her believe that she was doing something to save herself. Right. That seems a little bit more demonic to me. Me too. Right. You're like they were playing mind games. Right. No, I, th- I think she was like really worried that she wasn't going to get taken hold of and this is why we wanted you on here why do you point of view and what do you guys think who are listening right now what do you think sound off in the comments yeah let us know who's the better person and also (laughs) did bba give the finger or did he give the thumbs up the thumbs up motherfucker it was was totally the finger to give you guys a little bit more of a trivia so that we can kind of go through this a bit um according to the reports in the press the whole end scene that we haven't talked about quite yet they used over 70,000 gallons of fake blood. And Fatty Alvarez said that they used about 50,000. But for the final scene, just the final scene by itself. So between 50 and 70,000 gallons. Was that the raining, the raining blood? Was it? Yeah. yeah. The raining blood, yeah. This is compared to the 200 and 300 gallons uh, used in the original movie. So, which is pretty big, you know, like that's like surpassing it by like thousands. Right. Uh, They did say that 95% of the remake was actually shot in order so that all the scenes were in, you know, in sequence. That's kind of unheard of. A lot. There's some movies that do it, but he wanted to make sure that they did it because a lot of the film takes place in a controlled environment and the level of blood and violence gets worse and worse as the film progresses. So more blood, more splatter everywhere that they go. So it would have been a lot of cleanup in the process. So he kind of sa- he shaved off time right. by doing it in that way. Right. Um, and if you take the first letters, by the way, 
of each of the main characters' names, you have David, Eric, Maya, Olivia, and Natalie. What does that spell? Demon. Right. Intentional. Right. Um, it's too much. It's too much. I, I, you know what? But Fede Alvarez is a true fan. I don't know that he actually, in my opinion, gets the fucking original as much as I would right. feel. Like, in the way I see the original. But I like that he actually put that effort in there. It shows he cares, in my opinion. It's too much. It kills it for me. That's real shit. Uh, tried too hard. But you never realized that. Do you yeah. remember? Subtext. And now it's, now it's made that film even fucking shit for me. Uh, <laughs> well done. You know the uh, part where the, the sister breaks the necklace because she blames him for not taking her home? She was like, you're here to support me. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that necklace uh, is found outside of the cabin. And it can be seen in it resting in the shape of a skull. Which is a, a classic Evil Dead it's trope. It's a throwback to the, I think, part two. Uh, it's part one, two, and three. Really? It's in all of them. I don't remember. in the. I didn't see it in the first one. I think in the in Army of Darkness, I can't remember exactly what it was. It may not have been that necklace. It may have been something else that made the f- shape of a skull. But it was definitely in all of them. Okay. Well, they do it in this one, apparently. I did not know that. I did, must have been looking away while writing notes or something. I don't know. Yeah, it happens right where, you know, when at the at the end, where Ash is trying to get to the book, to throw it into the fire. Uh-huh. The first one he picks up the, the necklace, it's in the shape of a skull. Okay. See, I don't... It's Well, I'm talking about... I don't remember it in the new movie. Or I don't actually remember it in the first one or the new movie. Oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't remember seeing it either. You must have looked away. Yeah, you had to have looked away. Um, there is another homage in this movie. If you if you remember the part we were talking about in the original where she's reading the cards aloud. Right. Every single card that that chick names off in the original movie. In the scene, there's a cards that are spread out on the table. And the cards laid out in the order that Cheryl from the original movie reads them. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't because he wanted to have those in there. Hmm. Another fucking uh, homage. Uh, also, Fede Alvarez really wanted to make people feel the fear of being in the woods a little bit. So they were like trying to scare people a little bit. And he would take Shiloh into the woods, the main guy, David, her brother, and put him into the middle of the woods. And he was like, you know, like, can you just wait here for a little bit? He's like, you know, there, there's a lot of crazy stories about these woods, so just be a little bit careful because there's been some murders out here. Uh, I want to let you know about it just because, you know, there was all these crazy things. And he told him this all this fake story and then left him out there for a long while and then came back to tell him to come back. And he said that because of that, his scene had a real scare factor. But I don't personally think that Shiloh did that great of a job. I I will agree on that. I I, didn't like his character, to be quite honest with you. Right. I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't think this was the role for him. I agree. I think he's a good actor. I just, I really don't, I didn't like him in this movie. What about you, Warble? I didn't care much, to be fair, either. Yeah, he just what, didn't. What, he felt bland. Who else would you stick in there? I don't know. Yeah, you could put anybody in that role. Mm-hmm. But and, I didn't get and, any kind of sense of fear from him. And the fucked up part is, is he's supposed to be. He's wearing a blue shirt like fucking Ash was in right. the original movie. They were trying to fucking make you believe that he was Ash. And when he died at the end, did you did you really give a shit? Because I didn't. I didn't give a shit at all. No. At all. No. Yeah. No. no. I agree. Hundred percent. 
It's like, yeah, whatever. He was. It was just like, oh, you're gonna die next. Cool. All right. I want to see you die. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad you're dead. Um, I did tell you that the we're gonna get you. Not another peep. Time, Time to, to go, go to sleep. sleep. That was only in the ra- unrated version. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have that in the theatrical version. Which is stupid. Which is a really good part. Right. I think it it was good that they put it back in in the unrated. That's another thing that you should watch the unrated for, guys. It's good, yeah. More more demon speaks. Exactly. Like, I feel like the characters of the demons, like, really shine in the unrated. They didn't get a look in, did they? No. It was in the normal version. Mm -mm. And the theatrical, it's just boring. It's like, oh, they're just demonic. This one takes it a step further and makes them more sadistic. Like when Eric is on fire and he's like, join us. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck yes. Well, it's just that extra little touch. I don't know what it is. I say it's down to the virus thing. How all you've been infected is the virus. Yeah. I felt like the they gave him more of a voice. The unrated gives it a little bit more of the demonic. Yeah. The Although I don't agree with the pitch or the sound of the demons. Yeah. It, it is makes a little it a little weird. bit better. I think that's another point I was gonna bring up is that you know when she drops to the floor and she's like, You're all gonna die here tonight. Yeah. I thought that was so lame. That's the first thing she says, wasn't it? When when she gets possessed, time, right? right. Taking, oh, she does that. The door slams open. She shoots her brother in the arm. Oh yeah, I think I quite like that. You know what? You know what? That part where he she shoots him in the arm is an homage to part two. Remember when Ash shoots the door? Oh, shoots the door. Yeah, and it's and he shoots. I'm not seeing the second. You shot Jezebel or whatever the fuck her name was. I can't remember in part two. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Yeah, that's an homage to that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Jane Levy. Said that Bruce Campbell kind of wrote her and met her when they first did the audition when she was to play Mia because they knew that she was going to be something special in this movie. And Bruce was like, do you know what it's like to work in fucking cold weather? You know what it's like to have a tube down your throat when you're like buried your face underwater? Are you prepared for this? Are you seriously prepared for this? Because this is going to be a lot of work. I think she was the best character for me. Yeah, Mia. Really? Good character. I love that. You know, I, I think her acting really... I liked a lot of her parts. I thought that were really good. Well, I don't doubt for a second that she did. Like, this is the first role she's done as a horror, like Scream Queen, whatever right? Because I think it. before this, she was on some some TV show. I she can't was kid kitty actor. Kind yeah, of. it was some kind of sitcomy, maybe not sitcomy, but something she's a good like actor. That. I don't. I definitely just don't disagree with that. But I don't feel like she did as much work as they probably did guerrilla style in the first. But one. Oh all, hell no! Out of all of them, I think she was the best. Yeah. Okay. Also, she's she's epic. Well, next to Eric, them, she was the that's best. what I was gonna say. Eric is my Eric, favorite. The, the, the long haired hippie dude. Yes, yeah. I think he was the, the best. Who released the demons? Uh huh. Fuck him. I love him. But his acting was top-notch. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. I, I thought, thought it was, was great. Like yeah. fucking shaggy off Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Honestly, Zoinks. any scene that Eric was in, I was... I was... Here's the thing. Bruce Campbell plays the part of Ash, who in the series is constantly tortured by evil, right? Knowing that we know Evil Dead 2, Army Darkness, and Evil Ash versus Evil Dead. He is destined to be tortured for eternity to fight off evil the whole time and always win through the worst measures possible. And when I saw Eric getting his ass beat, stabbed, and fucking punished, I was like, he deserves to be Ash. Right. He like, deserves to fucking die. That, that's what I thought of, though. I was like, man, this guy's funny still, even after he's fucking, like, been brutalized, you know what I mean? And I thought, oh, well, this could be 
Ash. Like, he totally could be Ash. Like, that was my first experience when I first saw the movie. When I first saw the movie. And I really do like his character. So I was a little disappointed. Not because it was not a male character, but more because he, I felt like he deserved it after all the torment that he went through. And not to say that Maya or Mia was not tortured in the movie. She definitely was. She was raped. She was like fucking all this other stuff. But I just feel like I was expecting him to be Ash. I think he was definitely punished more than anybody else in that movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He fucking deserves it. Yeah. I don't know why you say that. He really evil even after reading all those little notes in the book. Still did it. But does like isn't that the fucking but see that's the thing about Ash, right? He stumbles upon this thing, he accidentally unleashes it, and now he's tortured to be responsible for it. Right. So that's why I felt he he deserved to be, Eric deserved to be. I see where you're coming from and I to I'll agree with that. I don't know. This is my opinion. I, I'm she's cool, she's a good actor, she plays a tough girl, that's for damn sure. Like a tough she plays a really good tough character. Like so. She's a good heroine for sure, yeah. Yeah. How does she look look normal at the end? Uh usually Can you explain that? What do you mean? Why she was like back How, to normal? Yeah, or she obviously doesn't Because he resurrected her. Part of the thing was you either dismember somebody, cleanse them with fire, or bury them alive to kill the evil. That was the rule set. And he buried her alive and brought her back to life through some fucking science. Where he wraps some fucking she, she needles a few, a few, around a few the battery. Scars going on. A couple of scars. Like well, yeah, she had the burn marks on her face from when and, she and, burned herself in the, the shower. Thing, the tongue thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't all like lizard tongue at the end, was she? No. Well, that's another thing. But I mean, if we're going to be nitpicky a little bit, personally, why would the brother who's not good at fucking medical shit? <laughs> All of a sudden, know how to whip out a fucking two needles. Like a defibrillator. Yeah, he makes uh, a fucking homemade defibrillator. Like, really? Nah. Un- under pressure as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you really going to take that much of a chance? You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, I guess he's going to take the chance because it's either dismember or burner. And he was like, I can't do it, so I guess I'll do this. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, well, that much electricity is running through metal on plastic. It's going to melt the fuck out of that plastic. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even going to make sense. So, But, I mean, it, it was kind of an interesting choice. That bit I can get. The bit where he's defibbling her. Defibbing her. I can get that. But just the, the way she just looks completely normal after all this shit. Yeah, with no burn marks or anything. Just nothing on her at all. They did that in other movies, though. But we're, yeah. we're not talking about other movies. Though. Well, like, their faces were all fucked up. And then they went yeah. back to normal. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just chalk we'll, that we'll, up we'll, to we'll, we'll gloss evil. over that. We'll gloss yeah, over yeah, that. The gloss. Fine. Moving forward. Uh, what are your favorite scenes? Um, okay, this is... Okay, this is the least amount of action that happens in the movie, but, like, me being, like, a camera person and in cinematography is... My absolute favorite scene in the movie is the... After the opening bit with the guy and his daughter in the cellar and... After all that, when it actually goes into the real movie, and you see the camera, and it's upside down above the forest, and then it uh, flips cool around like and comes trees. to the Jeep. Oh, dude, it's just oh, such trees. an amazing camera camera movement. It's there just, is some really cool camera shots, Yeah, it's, but there is no life to the camera. You did mention right. this. It's very static. It's one of my favorite scenes. Other than that, I think my other favorite scene was the point where Mia is freaking out in the bedroom, and she's like... Whispering? She's like, no. You don't, don't understand. understand. Like, this look in her face, it's just like, that alone would have told me, yeah, we got to get the fuck out of and here. And that's where I think her acting really does shine. Right. Is, is that the bit when she says, there's someone in here now? 
She's like, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. I think there's it's in here right fucking now. Right. And he's like, you're just crazy. Yeah, because because like two minutes ago they just told you you're going to start hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that bit. What about you, Orville? Oh, best scene. Yeah, your favorite scenes. Ooh, favorite Give me two scene. of them. Oh, favorite scene. Um, I think the most disturbing scene. Not my favorite, but the most disturbing scene. You know which one the most disturbing scene is? No, no, I do. Go on, tell. What do you reckon it is? No, tell me. What? Which one do you reckon it is? The, most the needle scene. scene. No, it's the bit. The bit that everyone talks about is the bit with the dog. Oh, really? People, people, you know. Big animal lover. Well, I you know, agree. Yeah, it was very. Disturbing everyone, everyone was like, "Oh, I hate this bit." Oh, I was it's hoping big, the dog know, died. Yeah, when the dog, really? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have like a shotgun yeah. sound on there. Do you remember look, that? He just looks at the hammer, and then it cuts to Mia yeah. taking a shower, and that. Um, that's not my favorite scene, by the way. You know, the bubble scene, the bubble yeah. face. I think the bit I like was a uh, bubble when, butt when the when the girl just gets puked on. Oh, oh yeah, that's pretty graphic. The huh? ectoplasma. It, it's just just. Just yeah, flat out blood. For it's sure. like Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, it just stuck in my brain a little bit. Just, she's just throwing up all over. You know what? I I gotta say, like to me, the like shining pinnacle moment of the whole fucking thing that made me cringe is that goddamn scene with the fucking needle man. Oh, and we could talk about how they did it no, after I explain it. No, yeah, because that's fucking Captain Sensible getting fucked up, and so I enjoyed that fucking massively. <laughs> right, I was like, well, keep going, keep that, going. But it's just like he Don't just stop, endures all this power, like this pain. Good, but so you see Olivia, and she's like. You can see her getting affected, and then she disappears, and all of a sudden, Eric, he's, like, knocking on the bathroom door, like, Olivia, Olivia, and then he opens it up. You hear that sawing first, don't you? You hear that sawing in the the movie theater. You can, oh, my God, that sound. Right. Christina said that that was, like, some fucking fucked up shit. Like, she was like, ugh. But he opens the curtain, he sees Olivia cutting her face off, and then he slips on a piece of her skin that he steps on, oh, yeah. on the tile, falls on her on his back, and then she attacks him by stabbing him in the chest near his heart, and then repeatedly stabs him in the face, trying to pierce his eyes with a fucking needle, which is just like, what the fuck? I think the worst part is when he pulls that fucking needle out of his eye socket, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that part, and it's like, oh, and, and you remember before he goes in there, do you remember Olivia? fucking peeing oh yeah yeah because she gets evil like stops her dead in her tracks like yeah like her pee was like orange (laughs) is it it orange i was like jesus christ what is she like peeing orange juice or fucking pineapple juice on the beetroot or something yeah (laughs) like you need to clean up your pee girl right another interesting thing about that that needle scene is that that was practical effects done at its best yeah you were telling us about that the actual needle that he pulls out of his eye wasn't a needle at all it was actually lead from one of those mechanical pencils and they glued the tip to his eye and he just moved his finger up it to make it look like he was pulling it out of his skin but he just slid his finger upwards right and then pulled it out and that's where you see a little little pull of the flesh because they glued it to his face yeah, that was genius. Genius, I like, yeah. I like, I like to think they just stabbed the whole thing in there. <laughs> you, you would think it would be a CGI effect, right? No, right. No. It, it was good enough to be a CGI, but it was all practical. It was amazing. That's a really... Well, and I'm glad. Right. There was very small... Practical effects. Practic- that or happening. you mean CGI effects. Right, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there was a lot of practical effects in yeah. this movie in particular. 
Like, just how the flesh was getting cut and shit was mm-hmm. just awkward as fuck. Oh, which reminds me, the nail gun scene. Ooh, great scene. Because he gets nailed so hard with that nail gun. I was like, yeah. Do you notice he's always covering his face and then his hand just gets fucked up more? disappointed that someone didn't slide through. I was just like, you know. Well, that was the CGI moment right there is where the nails were going through his arm when he holds it up. Right. He's like, oh, and you see it pop out the other side. That's CGI. And then it got nailed to his chest. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So, So my favorite bits is just when he's getting messed up. Yeah, the, the crowbar where he splits his hand in oh, like shit, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh. yeah that bit was good too. Yeah, they go a little bit further in the unrated though, huh? Yeah. Wait, did they split his hand in the unrated? Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, the, yeah it like splits it right fingers. here. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, one last scene that I want to point out is at the very end when it's apparent that she has summoned the fucking. Blood God or... Blood God, or yeah. Whatever. From the blood rain that pours down. <laughs> and it, they call it an upper being or, like, another generation. Like, each time that they kill five people, it summons a, a more dangerous demon. Yeah. Uh, But Mia gets the car toppled on top of her, and it craps her arm on, on the ground, and she doesn't know what to do, and it's crawling, like, to her. The creature. Yeah. And she fucking is just like, I'm sick of this fucking shit. And she just pulls her arm off. Oh, God. That in particular is so like, ooh. Yeah. Like, first of all, I mean, if we're going to be talking logistically, like how it would really be, if you started pulling on that, you'd pass out from how much pain that would cause. You know what I mean? Well, depending on how much adrenaline was rushing through your body at that moment, maybe maybe not. Like, the part where she sticks her hand, her stump in the chainsaw, I could totally recognize because if you went through that much pain, you wouldn't feel anything at that point. Your stump would be lifeless and it wouldn't matter. Your little fucking nerve endings would be flip flapping around inside the fucking chainsaw. Yeah, people do that in real life, haven't they? You know, we've heard stories about people getting their arm caught in like a combine harvester, Ooh. and they have to like you know slice it off. Wow! Then, yeah, that, I've that's got a brand thing. new combine harvester. There you go. I was just gonna say, you know what song just popped into my head? That's happened, and you, you've already done it. I've it's, got it's twenty acres. You've, You've got, got 43. 43. I've got a brand new combine harvester. It's from the movie Evil Aliens. You would like that. We did a we did an interview Maybe. with uh, Jake West, who did that movie. It's pretty good. He's from England, actually. Yeah, I'm sure he's a cool guy. But anyway, yeah, people cut their arms off in, in severe circumstances. So she'd be for enough shit. She's like, yep, fuck it. It's gone. Right. Yeah, that was just brutal to me. I don't know what it was, yep. but... So what do you think about the end scene where she's like, fuck you, and jams the fucking, the, the, like, saw into the fucking demon's face? I forget that bit. What happened there? How come I forgot this bit? She goes like, remember, she goes into her and then goes up. Chops her head. Oh, it's, it's herself, isn't it? She's yeah, like it, herself at the end. Like, it, well, it's not herself. It's actually like a demon. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't even it, have boobs. But it's like it's, like it's the likeness of There's Mia. No boobs. No, it has That's no boobs. Why I, I didn't pay any attention. I noticed that. I was like, it's a dude, because <laughs> they keep talking about him and her, and like him coming back. Right. But it is a likeness to Mia. I thought, but I don't know. Because it was the creature that was like seeing her in the forest, and it could have been androgynous. Maybe. Because it's a demon, so who knows? Right. You know, they, they like all sorts of gay stuff down in hell. Well, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily means it's gay either. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just it just seemed around. androgynous, didn't it? A little bit, yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, did you watch after the credits? 
I didn't know there was a... So after the credits, there's a whole other scene. Are you fucking kidding me? You rented it and you didn't watch that? I didn't know there was a whole other scene after the credits. Oh, man. You also went for a smoke after that. Yeah, I did. I went for a smoke. Yeah, after the, the immediate credits, like the like cool, like... Right, like cutting the flesh and all that. Yeah, like all the blood stuff. After that ends, they show uh, Mia... And she's, like, walking down the street. Like, I don't know if you've seen the cover of The Evil Dead or even in some of the trailers, they show her, like, walking down the street. That's actually the end of the... After the credits. They cut that completely. But she walks down the street. Missing an arm. Yeah. And she's, like, stumbles and falls on the ground. And some random guy comes to get her who happens to be a famous actor who was also in The Void, by the way. No. Who was the state trooper guy. Really? Yeah. Who comes to the hospital? That's the same guy, and he was also in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the '80s version. Can't think of his name. Anyway, he picks her up, and she's like, "He's like, do you need help, girl? Like, what's going on?" And then he's like, "She's in his truck, and she's laying there, and she's like passed out." And then he's like, "We'll get you there. We'll get you taken care of." And then her eyes open up, and the music is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and that's it. Huh. I can't believe you didn't even watch. I, you I don't did. even think about that when you watch shit. I I, I normally every time do. I go to the theater, I always make wait. I I, norm, I do I do do that, but like I I don't know why I didn't do that with the unrated version. I'm pretty sure I told you. Maybe did I just spaced it? Yeah, yeah you know me. I'm spacey. wouldn't be surprised. I'm spacey. <laughs> All right, guys. So we need to wrap this up. But let me ask you this: Which would you pick, and why? Just to round it up for everybody. I well, think we've already been over this. But one all day long. One all day long. Okay, and why? Each of you. I just think it had a better build. It had a just a steady incline of just getting more and more and more and more, like deeper down that rabbit hole. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. What about you? I thought one was more story-driven. Right. Two, two was a bit more try-hard. Oh, we're going to put gore in because it's scary. And, and it's I just, agree. For me, it's not. For other people, you know, gore. Obviously, you. I remember you turning away from a few moments, so... yeah. So it's a bit. It has its a bit, merits. A bit, a bit scary there, I guess, because you have you can't watch it. But one was more fun. It was funny as well. One was a lot more funny. It had it had everything. The first one for me, and when she's like sit, sitting down there just giggling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, I I don't know. I like definitely one over the ver- the new one. But you know, it is nice to see kind of an updated version of it in a way. I just wish it would have contain some of that uh suspense right that the first one had that character the camera i mean we've kind of been over it but i really do think while the new one has some pretty amazing practical effects it's missing a lot of the atmosphere it's missing a lot of the atmosphere the acting was actually i mean if you really think about it it's kind of better yeah than the first one. Oh, production value is way up there, but the it? story oh, is just this had like millions i was spending on the, the update you got that one yeah, how much was it that they spent on that? So, what was it, 90000 on the first one? 90000 yeah. So, I reckon you're going to be like five, ten million the second one, probably. Well, the 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 reboot had $17 million. 17, Jesus. Yeah, from $17 90, million. From 90 to Think 17. about that. 1 17th I mean, you got, of the budget the first one did. You've got inflation and shit, so you got to... Do you want to know how much the... Ask how much what the inflation is. Well, I don't know about the inflation, but it's definitely okay. Let's just say they even had it. It's probably ten million versus one tenth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like 
not even one tenth actually, because like I forgot, like it's not even one seventeenth. Because if it was seventeen million, it's technically one hundredth of the the amount of money that they spent. Because for every million, it's ten hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So it's a it's it's almost like a hundred like a hundredth of the the amount that they spent. But the box office totals for this movie for the new one is ninety seven point five million. But that only got that because. It was going off the back of the first one, right? Right. If that well, was, if the that, franchise in general, yeah, I guess. So. So, uh, I, but but I mean, yeah, like ninety seven isn't really that much to be honest, because if you look at like a movie like it, who just made like three hundred and twelve, everyone watched that. Yeah, like even people didn't know, know what it was. They didn't watch that. Right, that movie made so much money and they didn't spend anything. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it, but I still watched it. Yeah, you 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 have. And to you know. still had a good time watching it, right? Yeah, well, it well it fucking it cured me. So yeah, I'm really happy I watched that. There was a lot of great scenes in that movie, but <laughs> let's not get into that. Anyway, so what? So I think we both all all three of us agree that the the original is the best. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that the original is better than the the new one? Are you into the new one and feel like it kind of touched upon it? Do you agree with any of the points that we made? Like any of the points that we made that you agree with or disagree with? Like sound off in the comments and any of our social media or any of the places that we post this. Yeah, we don't really care, but you do it anyway. <laughs> no, I, I I genuinely want to know what people think. So, I mean, I know I did, not I'm everybody's going to agree. I'm just playing. So. I, I don't know. Like I like Cult of Chucky. A lot of people didn't like it. So I'm curious, why? Like, why do you like it? Why do you not like it? Why do you like one over the other? I had some people getting mad at me because I asked if they liked Zombie over Cemetery Man. Oh, really? Or Cemetery Man over Zombie. They were like, it's two different categories, and they wouldn't answer me. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, wow, really? Like, you can't even figure it out? Like, you can't even try to balance it out? Okay. Anyway... I think we're done for today, for Thursday's episode. This went a little bit longer than normal, but it is Evil Dead, guys, so we didn't want to, like, take Half a sh- it, yeah, yeah, we didn't want to shit on somebody's nostalgia and not do it the, the solid that it deserves. So I hope we did it justice for you guys and kind of filled you in on some of it and our thoughts and ideas about it. And hopefully either agree or at least find some sort of value out of this. But thank you, Warble, for coming out and specifically pleasure. flying out here for this episode. <laughs> we, we do, we're doing Twilight next week, yeah? <laughs> Twilight. No! Yeah. Yeah, we don't do. Uh, we're not going to do Twilight. That's ever. Yeah. Fun reviewing that. Never doing that movie. No. Um, but yeah, Patrick, it's good to have you back, man. Thank you. I love being back. Yeah, man. So it's been a good, solid week of nostalgia ourselves and having Warble here with some new memories. Just glad that piece of shit's here. You know. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wait till you shut this shit off. Wait. Sh- oh, all right. Oh, oh shit. It's, it's, it's on, I it's guess. It's on. Well, guys, if you haven't already, please do follow us and go to our longlivethevoid.com website. You can find all of our social media links anywhere that we're associated with join on that. Us. You can join us. Join us. Yeah. Uh, by going there. Um, thank you so much for all your shares, follows, and encouragement. We really do appreciate it. We do hear it. So thank you. So, but otherwise, we will be back in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a couple of weeks, guys. So hang in there. Uh, I'll try to post some of our old stuff so that you can kind of check that out, some of our favorite stuff over the week, so you can kind of listen to that. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media. So, But thanks again for stopping by, guys. We hope you have a, an amazing Halloween. And we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. Happy Halloween. So long. So long.
so good. 